Hey everybody, Tyler here with a quick announcement. Uh, this was a big episode for us. We had quite a few hiccups though. We had our first guest tonight, uh, but it was also my first night with the new laptop. So I used the wrong mic. I used my internal mic. It sounds like I'm in a big room, which really sucks. And also, I thought my mic was muted a couple of times and it wasn't, so you guys get to hear me cough. That's great for you. I was having a lot of trouble there in the beginning, so that's why our cold intro into our opener is kind of awkward. But just bear with us. Other than that, I think it's a great episode and you guys are really going to love it. It's no secret now. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what the I'm leaving this meeting. This. I did not consent to my it's voice being recorded. <laughs> I'm not I am not going to be tracked down when you talk to me about purple mattresses. Not you today, know. Satan. <laughs> I didn't know that the word marijuana was of a Mexican origin. Did you guys oh, know yeah. that? I just watched. But, I mean, it, Bro, it makes so much sense. Obviously, that's the reason. It's it was to scare people. The whole the whole reason it became illegal was the name, the connotation, marijuana. Uh-huh. It would scare people, bro. Back in the 30s, when it became illegal, it would make it would make uh um what was it white women sleep with black men, and then the whole marijuana name it was to scare people because it was fucking Hispanic. Uh, you know that is the deadliest sin. Interracial couples. So let's just say it. You um, cannot come back from that. Crazy. And it doesn't it looks like Tyler really can't come back from uh being frozen either. So yeah, he got stuck. He's uh he's having a tough night. He's in a universe where he's just constantly smiling. It's a good place <laughs> to be. He's uh yeah. He's in the I'm, multiverse, bro. That's why I made that shit. face. Keep running. Oh, okay. Well his <laughs> his mic took a shit, so oh that's good. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, man. So that's exciting. Now it's going to be awkward because Tyler was supposed to do our intro and I didn't practice. Well, I mean, we can still do, we can edit out this little shit yeah. bit if we have to, or we may keep it, you know, we're known for that's putting funny. up hot garbage. So, oh yeah. We love producing hot piles of shit. Yes. People to waste yes, their life do. away too. Um, well, I can um, go ahead and confirm that this is our 10th episode, and we do have our first uh, guest on the podcast, which is a good friend of mine, Matt, and oh, yeah. uh, he is here oh, yeah. to discuss uh, some legalization and marijuana-related topics with us tonight. Oh, yeah. Matt. Matt and I used to work together um, for an undisclosed company of Pure Evil, and uh, I still work for said Pure Evil because I'm a sucker, Uh, (laughs) but Matt saw the light and got out while he still could, Um, but he he does have the same industry experience I have, if not even a little bit more. Matt got to do the cool part, which was uh, extraction. where we take plant material and we use a solvent solventless extraction uh, with CO2 to create distillate. And Matt can really tell you a whole lot more about how that works than I can. So, but Matt, welcome to the show, sir. It's yeah, good to have you. 
Oh yeah, so. glad to be here, man. Thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much for joining us. It's uh, no, thanks. It's super, super fun. Yeah, we have. No. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. I definitely appreciate it. I'm looking forward to chopping up with you fellas tonight. Yeah, man, this is uh, ten episodes. Honestly, didn't think we were to make it past two. So definitely, definitely a milestone for us. And uh, having our first guest is definitely exciting as well. Uh, Unfortunately, Tyler's having some some garbage issues right now, so he'll be joining us uh, here shortly. But yes. Uh, you know, it's going to be a good night. We're going to have some some good conversations, some good laughs, and uh, hopefully, you know, you'll you'll enjoy yourself while you're here for the next. It's eternity, probably I'm, I'm all I'm already <laughs> counting on this being a two hour episode. That the oh, 100%. Uh, if that 100%. if that jives for you, Matt, that's <laughs> uh, all good, bro. I'm here. I'm chilling, man. All right, cool, cool. I got the dab ready to go. I got some weed. Yeah. yeah. Saturday mm-hmm. for the boys. Yes, yes, sir. No other way to have it. So, without further ado, while we wait on uh, our knight in shining armor, Tyler, um, Matt, you want to give us a little bit of, you know, just background on what what you are, who you are, and what you're doing these days for the yeah, good man. listeners. Yeah, for sure, man. So, uh, like you mentioned. Uh, we uh, share the uh, the love for the marijuana, the devil plant, the devil's lettuce. Yes, so, sir. Uh, it's been a big influence on me for, you know, since I was a teenager up to present. Um, but other than that, man, family man, got uh, four kids, possibly a fifth one down the line. We'll see. But uh, hey, I'm just taking it easy, man. Enjoying the time with the family. And uh, yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell, man. One day at a time love weed and uh yeah yeah matt what do you do right now i am a pro- uh, project manager for a uh a construction slash painting company so i do okay. quotes here and there and follow up with the jobs and uh once they're closed out everyone's happy and everyone gets paid so that's all right that it. sounds good that sounds good yeah, it's all good so how long did you work with nick at uh at, at the at what we're gonna call the the weed factory <laughs> yeah 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 so um i got hired on a, a what nick about three months before you did probably something like that two three months yeah i would say so so i started in august of 2019 right before covid hit and um my plan was to go for a year and reevaluate um certain things happen life and pretty much happened so i made it about eight months in before i put my two weeks in but um yeah um Made it almost a year, eight months. Not bad. Definitely not bad. It's good. It's nice that you had a plan, of course, uh, and shit happens, as as we all know. We all have been uh, shit on a couple of times, whether personal lives are in the bedroom. Right. Who knows? Poo-poo, pee-pee play. Indeed, indeed, man. Well, it looks like our fearless leader, Tyler, is back struggling a little bit tonight yeah. <laughs> let's go small victories all right so while we're waiting for him to figure out his microphone here speaking of bad things happening to people um so while you were there matt um 
you worked, as I already stated, in the extraction department. Oh, yeah. Um, was there anything without disclosing too much because you're not really tied down by any NDAs anymore? Right. Is there anything about the industry that you took away from it that you want to share with people that maybe is a misconception if you don't work in the industry? Um, when you say misconception, um, you mean like some people's people, some people think cannabis industry and they automatically get this, like they're gonna, they get this like mental picture in their head of they're going to skip through fields of uh, weed and picking buds and putting them in baskets and singing Kumbaya, um, which is a far cry from how the industry is actually set up. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure that that's what you meant, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot that that is done and said about marijuana that is clearly um (laughs) callous if you will like there's a lot of bad connotations out there so people just need to be educated on it man um so people people need to learn about terpenes people need to learn about uh prescription drugs versus cannabis like um you can use cannabis to break habits of other drugs i mean there's just i there's it's it's an iceberg of information so i mean i think people just need to be educated on the um the terpene profiles of weed and what those different terpenes will do for your state of mind um i think that's the biggest thing is education people think weed people just get high get stoned and forget to take their trash out you know what i mean but in, in essence it's it's not really about that it's it's about being happy and being being uh being educated (laughs) yeah definitely there's definitely a stigma around it still um which our company um and you know now mine once yours but our company is still uh trying to break those stigmas through uh the little amount of marketing they're allowed to do uh, they have a per. You might remember it being introduced the i cannabis program. Uh, catch me up because I I I'm not totally <laughs> no, sure. Sure. So i cannabis is just uh, taking like real people with real stories, and uh, they had like these little posters of these people, and they had like little uh, almost like poems or sonnets on them of like their experiences. Uh, <laughs> And then, you know, they're just trying to be relatable to like everyday people, but they obviously uh, work or cons- work with or consume cannabis in, in one way or another, um, which the methods these days go on and on. Um, you know, a lot of people think, you know, they're smoking reefers, man, but honestly, you don't even have to smoke the plant to experience its benefits these days. Yeah. Um, so the campaign is mostly uh, surrounded trying to break through stigmas and um, also educate in a way where, you know, normal everyday people can identify with it a little easier. Right. Um, which, you know, speaks to what you were saying is there's icebergs of information out there. And I think for the average Joe, you have to kind of dumb it i don't want to say dumb it you down do. but water you got to water it down to you do you do a very basic level yeah because when you start talking about terpenes and all these different fucking catchphrases people are like i don't know what that means yeah. like so oh. i mean to some people a terpene is like a turtle or a tortoise so yeah yeah, yeah. 
I always think about alcohol and cigarettes. Like this shit is horrible, right? Like alcohol. I'm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sipping some rum this evening, like in the controlled setting. Sure. But yeah. alcohol will will tear families apart, right? Like domestic violence. Yeah. If it's not controlled, and you can 21 years old with a with a state ID, you can buy it. Cigarettes. Oh my god, that shit is lethal, bro. Like killing people every year. The thing is, like no one has ever died. Not one person has ever died from consuming cannabis like not one time but there's all these laws against it there's all this lack of um studies like there's no studies you can't you can't prove or disprove anything because it's all it's it's like hocus pocus no one can can mm-hmm. can see the good or bad with it so it's uh it's a crazy time we're in right now because i think we're going to be um part of the resurgence of the the bright side well, this this is basically our prohibition coming to an end yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's huge for us we get to live through this yeah. and our kids too as well you know what i mean like they're gonna live in a world where it was never legal it's like alcohol you know what i'm saying like yeah. you just walk into the liquor store show your id and you can you know get your get your shit together yep i believe i would say it's probably gonna be another you know things are moving fast and i don't want to be you know too generous and i don't want to be uh you know too conservative either but i would say in the next 10 years we'll see something like that yeah i would hope in five but yeah i don't think it's going to be quick it's going to be um it's going to be at least a half a decade to a decade oh yeah definitely they can rush these fucking like not to sound political but they can rush these vaccines out in like a year six Mm -hmm. to eight months and but we can't we can't legalize weed within the next five to ten years get the fuck out of here man yeah it's crazy well considering uh you know once again i'm only going to piggyback for a hot second because you said it but you know the vaccines were pumped out um pretty quickly as we all know (laughs) and uh you know there's a lot of sources you know saying that they had been studying that specific you know type of vaccine for like 20 years Right. This is the first time they're applying it in a, in a, <laughs> in a mass uh, distribution setting, whereas we have cannabis, which is a naturally occurring plant on the plant. earth that has been consumed for thousands it's of years. It's comical, bro. It's yeah. Comical. So uh, the the uh, the effects of uh, cannabis are very well documented uh, compared to um, rushed vaccines. That's I think that's the statement we're making here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Tyler, I want to re reintroduce you into the show here, man. Welcome back. No, man. No, you're not. That's probably good. Um, welcome everybody to TJ and In Shows. Tyler here with Josh and Nick. And tonight's a very special episode. We have our first guest. Matt is here hanging out with us tonight, and we're talking all about legalization you know as i always say legalize it okay how's everybody doing tonight oh yeah doing real good we're doing swell buddy how are you doing tonight i'm great after all this shit we've been dealing with trying to get this thing recorded yeah it's all fun it's trials right now man okay um so as we do we do we never give up it's about drive. It's yeah. about power. Yeah. We stay we hungry. Start. Nope. We devour. Stay hungry. Nope. We put in the work. This is the worst song in the hours. I've ever heard in my life. We take what's ours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we're talking legal- legalization tonight. Uh, so um, let's just dive right into it. 
Yeah, that's just off the bat, off the rip. We're all on board for legalization, one hundred percent, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. Can we go, can we just talk about like what's what's your main reason, real quick? What's like if someone asks you why we should legalize marijuana, what's the first reason that comes to head your mind? Uh, I'll go first, so you guys have a second to think. Um, there's so many, but uh, my my big one is like an across the board reason everybody can enjoy, which is the tax revenue. I mean, how how are you going to turn down free money like no one likes to be taxed but everyone wants to smoke weed and everyone's going to pay the tax i mean there's there's there boom if you don't like it don't do it but you can still reap the rewards of your your better roads your better schools and all that yeah wow yes. what a what a um communist thought process <laughs> <laughs> i know mm-hmm. So you're a commie. That's all you had to say, big guy. Actually, it's a socialist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Matt wants to bring back the D.A.R.E. program that emphasized the use of marijuana. Yes, please. Um, Yeah, I'm rocking the old D.A.R.E. shirt tonight, actually, for this episode. So... And in case we didn't establish that already. What's that stand um, for? Drugs are really excellent, right? Uh, yeah, I think oh, so. D A R E. Something I was um Yeah. <laughs> uh, I dare I, I dare to keep kids off drugs. Perfect. So basically that's that's, that's tonight's message. But now adults are a different story. Eighteen yeah. years old and it's game on. Uh-huh. I'm doing heroin. Yeah. Well, that's going to be 21 regardless. Um, so my, um, I'll just go ahead and get mine out of the way for you. My main drive, um, you know, I personally, uh, work in the industry, so I've got that going for me. Um, so obviously I, I enjoy it and, uh, it's a very, it's a very big part of my life on a day-to-day basis. Um, but outside of that, man, um, you know, I've always been under the belief that's a fucking plant, um, regardless if you're using it for medicine or if you're just trying to have a good time, um, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have the status it has, uh, because the status of it being a scheduled drug came during a time where, um, capitalism in this country was weeding out what I like to call, uh, all of the competition. Uh, so you had hemp, which is now legal again for industrial purposes, but look how many years that you couldn't even have hemp in the fields, um, because, you know, it could compete with, uh, you know, big paper, it could compete with rope. It can compete with a lot of different markets. Um, and then, you know, then there was the whole fear of like marijuana making white women sleep with black guys. So it also caused a bloodlust. Yes. And it's you know, and the gateway drug bullshit. Um, yeah. you know, one of the one of my favorite lines from uh, Half Baked is when Chappelle says, "The only thing it's ever been a gateway to uh, for me for is to the refrigerator." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, if you want to can you know consider munchies a bad thing. So right, right. That's right. some stoner dad humor right there. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I just believe in the plant and, and all of its ways it can be used and purposes. And it's something, in my opinion, that shouldn't have been illegal to begin with. But I digress. Well, good thing that whole weeding out uh, everybody else doesn't happen anymore, right? Yeah, right, right. right. For the most part. 
<laughs> what do you got, Matt? What's your main reason? I mean, I've been uh, I've been involved with cannabis one way or another for the past. Ah, uh, shit. 17 18 19 20 years and i've seen what it does for people both recreationally um mentally health wise i mean even even when it comes to with funding and the taxes that the money that it can generate um i it's just firsthand knowledge you know i see how people like it no one's ever died from it i've seen people suffer from alcohol abuse you know from cancer from cigarettes but i've never seen anyone die from weed so i'm just like this is weird. I was always told when I was a kid not to smoke this shit because it'll make my eggs turn into mush. My my brains, egg, you know, the egg commercial. <laughs> Your brain on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like firsthand 15, 20 years dealing with this shit. I've never seen anybody get hurt. We just share laughs and eat good food, you know, and uh, chicken nuggets from McDonald's or one hell of a thing <laughs> right <laughs> all 50 of them <laughs> it's all I about just think the it's yeah when you look at everything well, else that's going on out there with the pharmaceuticals and uh you know over-the-counter drugs and shit it's just like wow this is really really what you guys are doing with this it's, it's a schedule one so i just think it's comical he was number one it really is it's hilarious to think it's on the same level as like methamphetamine right and opium any kind of opium right uh we got josh yeah it's good i like it that's thank good. you that's, that's a hot take <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes yeah it's, it's yes, good please. it's good yes um yeah man i'm i'm down uh you know personal experience uh i made a lovely trip to vegas not too long ago and I'm just saying that thing was like a jewelry store. I wish I could have took pictures, but they take your phone. So um, it was really cool. You get they have uh, armed guards there. uh, They have two armed guards, one outside, one inside. How armed? Uh, Just just a sidearm. Just sidearm. Yeah. Sidearm and taser. Um, But it was really cool. You go in and then basically you get pat it down and checked your ID at the door. You go into the Sally port and you got a, an entry person who takes your phone and then you get buzzed into the other, uh, the other door and then everything is inside of jewelry cases. And it, it was, it was like, it, I don't know. It was cool. It was better than shopping for a diamond ring. Um, but That's I've awesome. also have seen the uh, mental effects that it has, that it has, um, and it has helped, you know, somebody very close to me who suffers from very severe anxiety and it just mellowed them out and it makes them feel comfortable to be in their own skin. So I'm all for it. I really am. I, I don't think that it does any, anything wrong as long as it's used in a proper setting, like you're not drinking and driving, well, smoking and driving, just, you know, the rules that apply to uh, alcohol are going to end up applying to marijuana because marijuana impairs you in some state. So as long as we can, you know, establish the rules like that and it doesn't, you know, prevent any type of accidents like that. I'm all for it. On the uh, driving side of things, Canada uh, statistically didn't notice any upticks mm. after they, they saw upticks on the first day, but that's, that's credited to everyone being out trying to go to the dispensaries and get weed. But there's not been an overall uptick in any kind of 
vehicle fatalities or vehicle crashes since the legalization up there. And, um, uh, I actually find that invaluable is when you're not the first to do something like legalize cannabis, but when you have other countries who are our next door neighbors, essentially um, doing it, they, you know, they already have a lot of the data that these people are looking at when they're trying to make a final decision on things. Yeah. But uh, nobody is to the same standard or quality of America. So we have to show our big old dick to everybody else to be like, Hey, your data is actually wrong. Ours is right. Yeah, even though right. it's the same. Yes, I know. I'm just saying that's still invaluable to know that, you know, other countries are having good success with it. For sure. And, you know, they're not seeing perceived increases in uh, things like car wrecks because people are driving impaired. Um, but uh, to that stance, I do agree. It's going to get regulated like alcohol, regardless of what the fuck Canada has going on. So. I do want to hit this on the top of the episode real quick, just because I know it's not going to get brought up, uh, and I want to just avoid the whatever. Uh, there are drawbacks. I mean, there, it's not a magical plant that fixes everything. It's not like I just want to get that out of the way. I don't want to put off the whole. It's magic, and it fixes everything. And if you don't like it, something's wrong with you. Like I, I don't want to like. I want to avoid that annotation of us talking positively about it the whole episode. Sure. I just want to acknowledge that while it's not necessarily a physically addictive substance person to person it can you can't can have a like a mental addiction you can struggle with that and you know it's not for everybody it doesn't do good for everybody but i think that's more up to the individual to figure out and be in charge of and not a government entity uh word to that but um circle back i was asking josh about how armed the guards were because I know here in town, I think we have one armed guard and they're also just sidearm. Uh, but apparently dispensaries are a huge target. Apparently there's been an uptick of dispensaries being robbed because it's a combination of they have cash on site. Because, you know, they can't use cards. All transactions are done in cash. And then also they have a high value product. So apparently it's pretty common for them to be hit up for robberies. I can believe that coming out of a town like Marion, especially, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't think ours have ever been hit, but uh, I, the one thing I can remember is there was this kid out front. My buddy was a security guard there. There was a kid out front taking a bunch of pictures, uh, you know, and they're like, what are you doing? Uh, turns out he knew the kid, and the kid was just posting on Instagram, flexing, like pretending he was going to the dispensary, even though he didn't have his card. He just went oh. pick a bunch of pictures so he could flex online. That's fucking and that, isn't isn't that really funny? <laughs> That's, <laughs> isn't it like... That's sad, but no, man. I uh, yeah, I think I think you're right that you know nothing in this world is perfect. Um, you know, we can sit here all day and talk all about you know about all the positives <laughs> and uh, but you know, I think any any good position, any good argument anyone has is um, they're willing to accept the fact that uh, whatever they are for or against that they can comprehend and recognize that, you know, it's not an end all be all solution, but at the end of the day, like you also said, it should be something that, you know, 
it's up to the individual to discover whether or not it should be an option on the table, regardless if you're for it or against it. Exactly. It's, so if you're against it, you great. There's plenty of people out there who don't drink. Yeah, and absolutely. Sim- and simply don't. Yet alcohol is legal. And then there are people who are complete and utter filthy drunks who are in like the very final stages of kidney failure because they never knew how to get off the, you know, the drink. So sauce. that was all, you know, those were all personal uh, decisions made by individuals. So that's my, that's my main stance on this. No, it's always good to point out the fact that, you know, it's not always happy. There's, it's not for everybody. That's a, it's a great point. Well, I mean, you see the trope a lot where it's like, no, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like weed. It's like, ah, oh, you just didn't try the right strain. Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's not for everybody. You make it's a great like, point for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Um, do we want to talk about real quick why it's illegal? Just to kind of, I mean, just to say that it was racism, this fear of Mexican immigrants, and that's why. We, that's why the toying they changed from the cannabis term to the marijuana term to you know the foreign word creates fear yes and such uh yeah i guess i mean that's it i see i, I was always on the impression that it was strictly the uh the like the lumber industry logging and stuff that cannabis is a direct competitor to the hemp like you were saying but of course it's also racism it's always racism Oh yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, that, that comes back to the whole "it makes white girls sleep with black guys" yeah. you know, the reefer madness propaganda, mm-hmm. which is now just a cult classic comedy because that's all it can be perceived as at right. you know this day and age. Um, so yeah, you know that's uh, you know that's that. But uh, other than that, man, um, you know it's never killed anyone. It's not mm-hmm. that scary. It's. Uh, you know, it does a lot of good for a lot of people. And, you know, the people who have tried it and not had success, you know, that's unfortunate for them, but at least they know now. So, um, yeah, like we've kind of been talking about, we're definitely at the tipping point on the public perception is changing. Uh, from what I've been in my research, I found that I forget what they're called. People that uh, study societal shifts, shifts and stuff and opinions say that the tipping point for a major like opinion change is 70%. So in at least 70% of the populace believes something, it's usually coming down the pipeline in the ways of laws and stuff like that. Um, and then a, a poll, I didn't get the, who did the poll? Poll came out this year in April. It showed that 91% of the adults in the United States say it should be regal rec- recreationally. So, you know, according to that poll, we're well past the 70%. Tipping yeah. point. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, man. Um it's been advocated and fought for for you know decades. Um and before some of us, my actually probably most of us were born. Um, you know, Matt, you being 34, that makes you a well like Super a nine, boomer. Nine, like a nineteen eighty seven baby. Yeah, you got it, bro. Good math. Yep. Good math. Eighty seven. So um definitely the you know the flower power movement in the 60s definitely was you know the catalyst that started the fire i think uh bringing public awareness to the plant taking a lot of um the really shitty flack for it you know being beaten and hosed down and 
shot at even at times and then uh inevitably being put in prison for life for having a joint right. on them you right. know yeah. fucking crazy crazy shit um you know. now and you also if marijuana played into the street three strike laws in new york and stuff like that so i mean you get caught with a single joint three times and you're out of here buddy yeah then the crazy like wow <laughs> isn't it wild you're gone you're gone for good uh, <laughs> Oh, and we've shifted from that kind of white and black, you know, it's like it's bad or, you know, it's it's bad. But we're kind of in a gray area now. There's a lot of a lot of gray because we have people in this country still going to jail for marijuana. And then yeah. also people who are making millions of dollars a year for marijuana. It's crazy. We've created this thing called like legal, illegal, legal weed. And the two main examples of that I've seen is you know the standard one where you buy your stuff at a dispensary and you drive two hours down the road and all of a sudden everything you have is illegal you know because you cross state lines or whatever and the other one which i think is even more interesting and kind of fucked up to see how it is used against us is the fact that they're limiting how much you can grow which i think is reasonable but i mean you could grow six plants let's say if you have eight two of those are illegal what does that look like you know what i mean is that just a fine if you get caught or is that jail time for getting caught with illegal legal weed <laughs> i would have to imagine in a realm in, in, a, in a rational stance at least that it would be a fine well um, i don't know what are and the laws and, and most likely a confiscation they i i don't know how you would have to get caught which there would yeah, have the whole thing. which you know there would have to be a really good fucking reason why people are in your house, you know, with a search warrant. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know what it looks like to get caught. Let's say distilling moonshine. I, I don't really want to be the guy, so Matt, but Matt, rated, yeah, Matt, I've, I've Matt had my house has this, yeah. I've had my house raided and I, I, I didn't receive any charges. So, um, did you get a no knock? If you don't mind me asking. So, so here's what happened. So, um, I, I usually smoke before I go to the gym because I, I have great workouts. So I was hitting the ball. I left the house. So back in uh, 2016, the Ohio lottery hit $2 billion, right? I never played the lottery. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get a little ticket just because it's $2 billion. I'm going to go to the gym. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. It's like 930, 10 o'clock in the morning. and get a little workout in. So I stop at the store to walk in and grab a ticket. And I come out. I open the door to my car and there's three police officers in, in cars with guns pointed at me. And I'm a little stoned. I just hit the bowl and I'm just going to work out. Oh, shit. I'm like, whoa. All of a sudden, this dude rolls up on me, grabs, put me in, puts me in handcuffs. I'm literally like a minute away from my house. So we roll back to the house. Um, I'm in handcuffs and my roommate and my son's mother are sitting at the, at the kitchen table looking bewildered. And I'm just like, I'm like mouthing. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm oh sorry. man. Like I had so basically what they did, the the local police came up into my house because <laughs> someone, someone said that I was doing some crazy shit like growing and, and selling, which I was growing, but it'd been about a year. I grew two to five plants. And uh they went through all the rooms of my houses, tore up all my shit, cut my beds open, all my furniture, clothes were torn out of every fucking drawer. Um, they they realized that. They didn't have, I had 52 grams of weed on me, 52 grams, less than two ounces. 
and uh they ended up tearing my whole house to pieces took all the money out of my safe they i had my safe locked at the time i was keeping all my cash in my safe because i didn't want there to be any money trail so they took all that money out of my safe like legal robbery and oh, uh, never got seizure. any charges never got any charges man um and you know they kept the money you didn't oh, get yeah, it back for sure yeah so, I mean, basically, I wasn't, I never got any charge because I had less than two ounces on me and I wasn't doing anything on the grand scale. Somebody just said that I was. So it turned into, P, that's how I have my, my medical card. Uh, PTSD from, from that situation got me my medical marijuana card. <laughs> they gave it to you. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, long story short, had my house rated no charges. They came, they tore my house up, took my money and they left over some weed that no one there was ever hurt from. That's crazy. And you know they went they went back to the station and took a nice little picture with it. And we're all, <laughs> we're all proud of themselves. They were trying to get me to uh, tell them where I got my weed from. Um, <coughs> they tried to say they were going to arrest me for this and for that. Um, they gave me a week to tell them where I got my weed from. And I sent them a picture on Google Maps with an arrow pointing to an apartment building. And I never heard from them again. That was the last conversation I had with them. So You got somebody else rated. They raided the wrong apartment based right, on right. <laughs> what's crazy though is that happened in 2014. And to this day, if I see a police officer, even if I have my medical card, like I'm thinking they're coming to break in, like come through my into my house to look around, which is crazy. Like I can smoke met like legally now because I have a medical card, but I still think about it to this day. That like it's it's oh uh, you don't you don't come back from that very lightly. No. So. Even though nothing that, happened though, you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, well, oh, that's still got to be traumatic. And yeah, like it, every... was, it was very, I was in my, uh, luckily, um, I was in my mid 20s. Luckily, my son, who was in about fourth grade at the time, he was at school during the whole fiasco. And we had some really good neighbors. He came home from school and he saw the police officers there. Actually, my roommate had a fucking seizure during this whole fiasco because he had a gun, right? Like, he just had a gun in his room as a, you know, as a citizen, you're allowed to have a gun. So he had a gun. Um, he, they they asked him where he's at for some reason or another. He didn't want to tell them where the gun was at. They found it. They put him in handcuffs. He had a seizure. Fucking ambulance took him to the uh. hospital. My son walked home from school around three o'clock that day. Granted, this all happened at 10 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, he came home from school, and luckily my friends across the street are very, very nice people. Um, he was curious what was going on. He looked, but I told him that uh we weren't feeling good, or I forget what it was, but he went over there for the next three to four hours while we got the house back in order <laughs> and we cleaned up. It was just a whole fiasco over marijuana. Like nobody was hurt. No one was, was murdered. Nothing happened. <coughs> that's crazy. And I can't imagine, I mean, I can't imagine that's gotta be horrible. And I you know, like, exactly. Like you're just trying to have a good day. Yeah. No charges. You can look that up online and see that shit. That's crazy too. All of that. And then they're just like, nah, you're, you're good. You're good. So my, my girlfriend at the time, she was sitting at the table. They came up from the basement several times. They're like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing. I'm like, I told him several times. I'm sorry. You guys are wasting your time. It, uh, it's, I, it's hard to, it's hard to explain if you're not in the moment, but uh, it was, it was, it was very life impacting. Oh, definitely. I mean, I could only imagine I would, flip my fucking shit if anything like that ever happened to me. Yeah, they, they I would be crying. Had, all the money <laughs> I had, bro. I had $10,000 in that fucking safe and they just took it from me, bro. I'd be crying like a motherfucker. <laughs> and what am I supposed to say? 
Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. What's that crazy whole... was I was working. I had a roommate who's paying me, uh, I think, 500 a month in a job. I was getting paid uh, checks, basically doing like remodeling and shit like that, physical labor. Um, but they took it. Like I could, <coughs> you know, it was, they took the money. I never, I've never seen it. Well, the fucking the seat. I forget what it's called. Like the seizure of assets or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no boundaries or anything. Yeah. If they pull yeah. you over on a traffic stop and you let them search your car and they find an envelope of $10,000, they can say, yeah. this is suspicious. We're going to take it. And that's it. That's all. That's it. You're not going to see it again. I have to share a link with you guys. I saw a video last night or today. This guy was traveling with uh, $90,000 bank receipts, deposit receipts, everything. Oh, you got it right there. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. Would that say good, buddy? I was just trying to get something sorted out really quick. Uh, guy was traveling with ninety thousand dollars, and the the police uh, seized his money. They called it an adoption. They took all his money, even though he had receipts for it. Um, I'll send you guys a link though later on. Check it out. It's just it's just crazy the things that uh, the government can do to take people's shit. Cool. Yeah. So uh, something really fitting going off of your topic, Matt. Uh, we were sitting here and I was sitting in silence, listening to the great conversation. And there was a drive-by that just happened right down the street. And it was uh, pretty intense, a little bit of adrenaline running. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, as most of you know, I worked in a field where we did a bunch of training and I worked in prisons and everything. So uh, I was my first instinct was to whip out my gun and make sure my wife was okay. But uh, I just thought it was pretty fitting to go ahead and let you guys know that that did happen while you were talking about getting raided. So that's that's really crazy. Don't you live in like a, a decent neighborhood too, though? Man, like, nowhere is decent. I mean, I mean true, but like, like is the, are drive-bys normal? Like, no, no. This is the first. This is the first one. <laughs> this is the first, first timer. Yeah, this is this is uh this is first time. Sorry, you just had your cherry popped. How yeah, was it? It was a little <laughs> premature, if I would say. <laughs> you know, the first time is never what you expect it to be. It's okay. You're you're right, and even though it didn't affect me like directly, it was my my adrenaline was pumping for a few minutes. Well, how do you feel? You're just chilling, listening to a podcast. Pop 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 pop. Police sirens. <laughs> no. No, see, it wasn't just police sirens. It was pop, 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 and then car going 100 miles an hour down the road, and then police sirens. That's so, that's where it got me. Do you guys have any of those really cool Billy Badass cops that shoot out of their front window during a police chase? Or? So to be a cop in South Carolina, it takes eight weeks. Are you serious? Eight weeks. You do mm. eight weeks at your department, and then you do eight weeks of – academy right no college degree required no certification other than just the academy where in ohio it takes six months to be a cop okay you have to do more training to get into the cannabis industry and in most positions right like i had to do more training to sell insurance than it does to be a cop but that is also why it was so easy for me to come down here and get a job because they said oh you come from a state that requires six months of training Oh, yeah, we'll give you. What do you want to do? Oh, you want to be part of the SWAT team? Let's do it. You want to be the police chief? Okay. You know. we don't oh, need to. 
you're gonna we don't be, need to vote be, for that. No. Police commissioner? Okay, let's do it. You're gonna you're gonna make us some some hey, good decisions. You could become the you could become the DA, the district attorney, and yeah, then man. then dude, you got a shoehorn into the fucking political scene. We're, um, we're president you know, you president go, Blosser, yeah, 20, go straight to 30. the top, man. 2030? 2032? All right. Hey, man, I'll vote for you. 32, yeah. 32. I think I'll be old enough for 32. All right. Uh, yeah, so cool. Let's uh, now, you know, talking about this, this does bring up a point that I want to, I do want to make uh, off of our subject of legalization and everything of that nature. The biggest thing that deters me from becoming a regular user of marijuana uh, on the, like getting my medical card is I carry uh, a concealed carry Mm -hmm. and that takes away all taboo taboo. (laughs) So that, that takes away, that takes away all rights essentially. So basically you, you, you trade the cards Either you get your your medical card or you get your your concealed carry card. How crazy is that? How it's, crazy uh, is that? It's not uh, fair. It blows my mind. It blows my mind, man. Um, I'm I I mean I'll go ahead and speak for our yeah. state of Ohio. Uh, I was talking about Ohio. South yeah. Carolina doesn't have medical marijuana. Well, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say it. It doesn't matter. Um, it does, but it doesn't. There's no database to cross check it. You, you're you can't you can't get a medical card and um worry about going to uh get your concealed carry and then pulling you up and you they you popping up in a database that says you already have that card and vice versa correct um now it does apply the same way alcohol does like obviously you can't have your gun and your weed with you no technically no if If you you carry so the way that your law states in ohio uh, again, South Carolina does not have medical marijuana. We are very, very, we're, we're, of course, as always, hundreds of years in the past, we wanted Ass to stay backwards. Still. So uh, here in Ohio, well, there in Ohio, the way that it works is if you present your card, uh, your medical, uh, your medical marijuana card, because you maybe are just leaving dispensary or whatever the situation is and you have marijuana in your car while traveling, they can put a note in your system, in in their system, and tag it to registration and and your driver's license number. That will notate it. Let's say two months goes by and you get pulled over again, and but this time, no marijuana, but you have your CCW. The classification will revoke CCW over your medical marijuana card because medical marijuana is, of course, a prescription drug to assist some type of disability we're not ailment. sorry i don't want to say disability um yeah 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 you know yeah ailment right. ailment exactly yeah so your ccw will get revoked now the reason that they are moving to the uh law that was just introduced for the state of ohio uh no permit to carry a concealed weapon in the state of ohio the reason why that's going through right now is because of medical marijuana and the way that the system will work. So I think that it is unconstitutional to a certain extent 
to say, oh, because you have a you have a medical condition, you cannot carry a concealed permit, a concealed weapon. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's my opinion on it. Like, of course, you can own a weapon. You're allowed to own firearms yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But your the Second Amendment allows you to essentially defend yourself, right? You can yeah. bear. You have the right to bear arms, and that's that's going to be in the event to defend yourself or defend liberty or whatever the hell you want to say. <laughs> so, in in that sense, if they're going to revoke your CCW because you have a medical card, how is that not unconstitutional? Yeah, no, totally. In fact, I forgot now that you mentioned it about that whole uh, no license to conceal carry, but I did read about it a couple weeks ago. Well, I know you did because you said it on the on the show that I wasn't a part of. That's funny. And of course, I yeah. listen because I am a diehard fan. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, so it is uh, is definitely an interesting um, like it's an it's an interesting bill that I'm actually kind of surprised that Ohio's even like kind of by, like going for because uh, we you know for for us being considered a red state it's a pretty progressive one um, we we definitely have our hang-ups still and I think we're um, probably have one of I know we don't have the strictest but we do have a pretty strict medical marijuana uh, program up here um, just a lot of a lot of loopholes and a mm-hmm. lot of bureaucracy and uh, just a lot of different ways they try and dig into your pockets because it's all about money. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, just to kind of do a quick high overview of the program, we have a uh, tier system, which Matt actually told me uh, yesterday at lunch that they're getting rid of. Correct, Matt? That's what I, that's what I read, man. Yeah. All right, so here's how the tier system works and how it plays into you purchasing your medicine. Your prescription, you are given a 45-day allotment at a time, um, and those days translate into uh, you know, quantities of whatever you're buying. So, so does it you, go by a daily dose? Like, like, yeah, yeah. So, so they don't sell eighths in Ohio. We sell tenths, 2.83 grams. Mm. Is which is fucking retarded i'm sorry <laughs> yeah fucking retarded i said the same thing it's retarded, yeah. <laughs> um so anyways uh that can you imagine point... going to a pub and be like can i get a tenth <laughs> he's just gonna smack you that's what it is it's embarrassing right. bro it's it is embarrassing. it's very embarrassing so let's say um that tenth that 2.83 falls under a tier one classification a tier one classification is anything that's under 23 percent thc content that is considered one day out of your 45 days of available medicine if that tier uh if that tier one teeters into tier two so if it's over 23% THC total content, and now that 2.83 costs you two days. Yeah. So we are splitting hairs and saying because of a one because of a potential one percent difference in the product you're purchasing, um, you now have to give up an, an extra whole fucking day of your allotted medicine available to you at any given time. And if you're buying ounces at a time, your 45-day allotment is going to go really fast. 14 days on a tier two. 
actually. Well, this seems to me like one of those things, especially where the laws are being written by people who have no idea absolutely practical use or how they the the business and the laws are being run by people who don't know what the fuck is going on bro uh we we already have these fucking major corporation pot farms and it's not even federally legal yet it's like save some room for the little guy dude you know what i mean right yes absolutely well you have companies out there like uh cresco labs uh they are corporate cannabis uh who uh, believe in the traditional capitalistic ways they gobble up little companies to and you know ultimately make theirs bigger and they come to the table with blank checks and those no, little can't. and those little companies aren't going to say no to blank checks you know? i can't remember if it was california or colorado but in the beginning they limited you to like uh let's say the numbers are wrong let's say if you get one acre like that's like they limit you at a one acre farm to avoid the big companies coming and buying all the land up. So these big companies were just buying a hundred one acre plots side by side to get around it. Yeah. I would, yeah, that makes sense. Um, now I have a question uh, yeah. while we're here. Now I know the THC is an important part of the, of the feeling high, but yeah. is that, is that, that's not it, right? The terpenes affect that. Yes. Also. Um, so anyone who, actually knows at least a little bit of what they're talking about uh, a connoisseur even um, knows that THC is just a number Um, your terpenes are uh, completely different cannabinoids that uh, enhance the effects that you're going to feel from whatever that THC content is Uh, those terpenes can come you know a lot of people hear terpenes and they think oh it's just smell and flavor right um but it's not it has everything to do with smell and flavor but it also has to do with effects like a myrcene for example is a terpene that naturally occurs in mangoes uh if you smoke a myrcene indica uh dominant strain and eat a mango after smoking that you're going to actually have a more sedative effect right there terpenes there you go. Thank you, Matt. So you got myrcene, lemonine, calophyllamine, pinene. So these are all different terpenes with all different flavor profiles. Your pinene, uh, and a lot of them match whatever they're saying. So pinene, piney, or, you know, slight earth, uh, lemonine, citrus, uh, lemony, you know. That's where you get, like, your super lemon hazes from a lot. Myrcene is in a lot of purple strains, a lot of indicas, a lot of sedative stuff. So that's those are just a few. There's hundreds. There's there's probably some we don't even know about. And you find these terpenes in, in your in your common foods and herbs, bro, like thyme, yeah. oregano and shit. They had terpenes too, bro. Like yeah. the same effects that we're getting out of the cannabis plant are coming in these fucking natural these other other I don't want to say natural herbs and plants because they're all under the same umbrella. They're all natural herbs and plants. So. See I was shocked when I found out that we cannabinoids in our body so you actually every person on this planet who is a human being so mark zuckerberg is off the table um (laughs) but mitch mcconnell may not be yeah mitch mcconnell's a grim fucking reaper he's not even human or a lizard he is a fucking specter um but besides that we all have uh what are known as cb1 and cb2 receptors receptors in the brain bro. those those 
one set of those receptors actually, just like Matt said, are in your brain and the other set are spread out throughout your body. And depending on where the cannabinoids attach, and that's also depending on your terpenes and, you know, your indicas and sativas, sativas are going to go to your number twos, your arms, your legs, your body highs, uh, your head highs, your couch lockers, they're going to go to your CB1s in your brain. But those receptors are all there, ready to have that shit plugged in because evolution has demanded they be there because we've been consuming this plant for thousands of fucking years. Thousands of years, bro. So, and uh, you have a lot of really uh, like indigenous strains, you know, land race strains, if you will, that grow just naturally in the wild. Those are typically uh, referred to um, as like, like a rudialis which is a non-THC producing, um, you know, plant, but is part of the cannabis family. Um, I'm sorry, this is way off track. That's very, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Yeah. When I heard terpenes the first time, I assumed that was an additive, like a pesticide. Like it does not, no. like, I, like <laughs> obviously I'm wrong, but like yeah. um, you saying growing in the wild, I have a friend uh, <laughs> and uh, him and his dad are, you know, they grow and he sells and all yeah. through, you know uh this man like just dirt just dirt is what he has right yeah. seeds and stems and yeah. that man takes all of his seeds for like the six months up until hunting season and collects them in a giant ass mason jar mm-hmm. and then when he goes out hunting he just plants them everywhere literally yeah. everywhere in the public public land that he hunts on <laughs> and then he comes back and like checks on him and stuff and like he's like you know sometimes it's like the feds come and they get about 70 percent of them but there's always <laughs> there's always some left for me <laughs> so i just that to me is wild because like we're hunting on like train tracks on public land and he's just tossing handfuls of seeds and other times he like meticulously will plant them in the ground like they'll like push it in and cover it up and it's just like it's hilarious it is just ridiculous that's awesome hey, no one does it no one does it better than mother nature man you know uh indoor strains are very easily manipulated obviously uh, that's the point of growing inside is to a increase in, increase uh, growth speed and yield and having complete control over genetics and things of that nature but you know there's uh there's a lot to be said for when it just happens organically in the world so that's a beautiful part of the whole system. Yes. Um, also, I think it's crazy. Like everybody smokes weed now. Like literally, yeah. like everybody has. Or and what? Has, and or and what I was gonna say, you know, you were talking about that seventy percent number earlier. I was like, I'm willing to bet more than that has actually tried, you know, weed at least once. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether or not they fall under the uh you know for or against crowd is kind of irrelevant because over 90 percent uh say it should at least be legal and of that 90 percent, i'd be willing to say some of them probably don't smoke just because they didn't enjoy it or have a good experience with it so to that extent yes pretty much everyone smokes weed now or consumes it in one way or another um in my research i found a video that i love it's by i want to say watch cut is their youtube channel but they did this they do a lot of like cool videos, but this one was uh, Grandpa's try weed again, and it was three dudes who haven't smoked weed since they were young, like in the seventies, and it was fucking hilarious. 
because like there was one who like took like two hits and was like already too high and, like <laughs> tapped out and then this other dude was just taking dab rips this old 70 year old man was just taking dab rips to the mm-hmm. face after dab rip to the face and he was fucking vibing he was having a great time <laughs> and i just it can be for everybody i mean <laughs> it's not for everybody but all kinds of people can enjoy the product you know for There's me a... Oh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. I was going to say, for me, I teeter the scale of I have, I'm vibing or I'm just too violently high where I cannot <laughs> control myself. If I'm not vibing, I'm dying. That's, You're what, right. that's what it is. <laughs> and it is the most scariest experience I've ever had in my life. The, I mean, I'm talking... I've done, you know, everybody says edibles are different and I completely agree. I completely understand, but I have eaten a hundred milligram edible, which is a little, just this little gummy thing. I was like, Oh, this, this is like candy. It, I mean, it's smaller than a gummy bear. It's fine. It is, it will be fine. And all I, my wife just, all she said was, I just kept begging for it to stop. Because it's not I'm, fine. <laughs> this I just, is smoking, right? No, this was an edible. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Sorry. Because yes. I, I just I couldn't control myself. Everything no, the was will get you. The edibles, edibles will get you, bro. It, it was, it was really, really unpleasant, and it kind of terrifies me to try weed again. Uh, well, uh, like the, the edibles, I don't think I will ever touch one of those again because it really, I mean, this, everything was spinning. I couldn't control my body. I just wanted, and I'm a control freak. So, I mean, and that really showed, showed when going through this experience, I have to be in control and I did not have control of what I was doing, what I was saying, what I, what I felt and I, I couldn't handle it. I Edible feel like extremely strong. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like uh, getting too high is almost like a rite of passage that everyone goes through. Everyone has a moment like that where they're like, I'm literally going to die. Uh, This is it for me. I did this to myself. But I think it definitely helps to just like, once you make it through that moment, then you're like, oh, I'm going to be fine. And you just got to tell yourself you're going to be okay. That's a great point. You have to say that to yourself. You you have to know. It's going to end. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This isn't isn't permanent. I've definitely been there, but when I did... I took 400 milligrams of edibles one time yeah. and uh, you got sick too. I will see. I was already sick. I had a cold. Yeah. But you got like, like shit. You, you got really sick. Well, though. I wasn't like, I was so uncomfortably high, but I wasn't like anxious or like freaking out or anything. It was like, I just physically could not do anything. I couldn't <laughs> play games. I couldn't <laughs> scroll through my phone. I just like, I just could not work. And I was like, right, I'm going to just hang out on the couch in the dark for a little while. <laughs> you know real quick for you josh if if i were ever to be the individual to uh to kind of convince you to um you know ease back in to to consumption and that's of course a decision you have to make but if you were ever going to a big suggestion i would make to you is actually uh combining um hemp with your um, great idea man with your with your just normal weed um that will counteract a lot of uh the blunt force rage that the thc will try and have on your brain and it'll kind of even it out 
so we call that a one-to-one experience kind of uh you have a a one-to-one of cbd to thc and it creates just a very much more pleasant manageable mellow experience that isn't all about just getting as high as possible but just experiencing the effects of what you're doing and enjoying it you know you're not too high you're not too low you're just on this level plane of just right where you want to be one-to-one is amazing so for for the situation that i have come to realize is for some reason i i mean not some reason i must be an uptight person i have to be pretty (laughs) tightly wound and the reason being is because when i have smoked marijuana it makes me try to process all my feelings that I repress. That's so good though. Yes. It is yeah, so it therapeutic. Is. It, it makes it you work through your shit. I'm not and it brings I, it to the forefront. It'll bring it right in front of your face, bro. <laughs> and that's not what I want to do. So <laughs> <laughs> he's not looking for uh, self-diagnosis. No, that's a great way to explain it though. You, so, that's a great way to explain it. Yeah, I just and I just sat there and cried, and I'm not about that. I'm not about that. What no, no thanks. I'll pass. See, I'm the other end. I love that shit. Make me, me too. Make that's me where work I'm at. through it. Like that's where me. I'm at, bro. <laughs> it opens my eyes to things that I should be doing differently, maybe wrong, right, or indifferent. It opens my eyes to look at it and to 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 like kind of go over it and what can I do better? Oh, it, it almost helps you get like an outside perspective almost because you're not you're not stuck looking through your in, your own inhibitions and your own filters you put over your life you kind of look at it as like a grand scheme of things and it can help you kind of see like where you're the problem. You know what I mean? Cause you look at yourself and you're like, Oh, I don't really like that. Like at all. See y'all are making me want to try again, but the problem is, is yes. Uh, yes. My mom died. There's, <laughs> you there's, have to be open like, to it, man. If you're not open to it, you're going to have a bad experience. Exactly. I know, but there's just so much trauma and, you almost Terrible have to, absolutely. That you have to set yourself up for a good time. Comfortable absolutely. environment. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. The mind. The mind. Comfortable. Set and setting. Absolutely. One hundred percent. See, I just don't know. I don't know if I'm in a position to. And see, I worry as well. Like, I always want to make sure that everybody around me is is okay. So I feel like anytime we will I, exasperate that for sure. So and I feel like I need to just experience by completely alone like completely by myself to work through what anything that is open because there's just too many thoughts and emotions that are processing that make me you know process all this trauma and stuff that that happened but then i'm also constantly worried about the people around me of course um, i think there's a time and place for that definitely to kind of set your slot almost lock yourself in a room and yeah. sort through your shit but it's also good to have, you know, somebody there to help ground you Absolutely. and Both bounce ways. your stuff off. Yeah. Both ways, for sure. It, it's definitely, it, it can do so much wonder for people. And it's, so, I guess, like I said, it's so important, the, like you said, uh, the scene and setting or whatever, site and setting. Because, uh, like, I mean, if you go in, you knowing, like, I'm going to work through some stuff or I want to think about some stuff, then you're not, like, hit in the face with this brick wall of emotion. You know what I mean? Yes. I think um, for me, I, I kind of uh, 
my consumption dropped quite a bit after I turned 25. I don't know what it was about that number or, or that age. It's because your insurance rates got lower. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I feel like you hear that a lot, though. <sighs> you know, they say they dropped, but I didn't see much. Um, <laughs> so, but anywho, I basically used to be the kind of guy in my 20s, early, early 20s. Uh, where I would come home from work and I would pack five to six bongs of literally some of the best, uh, you know, quality street. Uh, I imagine you're packing you five find. different bongs. You're not packing five bowls. You have five bongs <laughs> laid out on the table in front of you and you're packing all five. Of them. That's just no, just one bowl, one slide for one bong. But you broken up, you broke up enough four or five. For five to six, yeah. Okay, it, okay. So it's, yeah. it's on deck. I got you. Yeah, sure. yeah. So basically, I was, um, you know, filling that fucker, uh, you know, getting probably a good four, four to seven hits, just depending on how big of hits I was taking. Uh, and I was smoking all of those bowls uh, every day and just not ever achieving where I wanted to be because I had literally gotten my tolerance so high that uh, I couldn't really enjoy it anymore. It just felt like I was inhaling a bunch of smoke and then I'd feel like a little like euphoric for a minute and then it just tapered off. That's a really bad place to be um, when you enjoy consuming the plant. Well, at that point, I mean, not to like talk too much, uh, there's almost some sort of underlying like, I don't want to say dependency there, but when you get to that point, when you're smoking that much, like you've been smoking that much, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like, I don't know, I don't know how to, it's like, it's serious. not, well, yeah, it's not like you like need it, but like, that's what you, that's where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. not yeah, like it you're good. Yeah. You basically just get to a point where you, uh, you just don't feel it anymore. Because it's just become a routine thing. Well, more um, maintenance and less of an enjoyable experience. More just yeah. trying to maintain yourself. Yeah. Trying to maintain, you know, uh, what what you're used to, which back then was very um, not cost efficient at all to do. <laughs> um, but uh, as I said, you know, I turned 25 and then uh, started getting really paranoid because I think I just had a coming of age moment and realized, you know, I'm, I'm getting married. Well, I was married at that point, but I'm like, man, I'm married. I'm halfway, you know, through my twenties, I'm going to be 30 in five years. And you start thinking about like having a family and, you know, finding a job that's going to, you know, get, get you to where you at least need to be to have that family and like stuff like that was like a lot of shit that I had to work through. Um, because when I was smoking, those types of things were creeping into my head and making me feel like I had no control over my life and I was inferior and, uh, just gave me terrible panic attacks. Like, uh, so I had to lay off of it for a while. And then I'd say by the time I was about 27, I started picking it up again and became a much more casual user. And to this day, I'm very, um, cat you know i very casually um throughout the week consume 
uh, just when I feel like I need to. And that has honestly been life-changing for me because now I don't have that huge tolerance and I can actually enjoy it when I do decide to use it. That's pretty good. My bad. Pretty good <laughs> um, advice. Your um, your little tidbit there kind of it reminded me of like there's this interesting I think like uh, something to be looked at where you can kind of pavlov yourself with your marijuana marijuana use. Where like I don't want to sound all spiritual and less psychedelic. Where like you have to set your intent, but like you kind of do. Like if you're someone who like just smokes and plays games, like that's what you do. Every time you smoke, you're gonna want to play games. If you're someone who just smokes to like hang out and, you know, chill out, then it's going to be harder for you to smoke and like do something active or be productive. Yeah. So I think if you kind of set yourself up there with how you like, like I said, your intent, but it's not really the same kind of psychedelic intent where it's like you can like uh, help or hinder yourself with how you, how you use. Yeah. I mean, it totally makes sense. Um, you know, setting, like we discussed earlier, setting your intent, you know, why am I sitting down and getting high tonight? Is it because I just want to let go and forget about shit and relax? Do I just want to get high to get high because I enjoy it? Am I in pain? Am I trying to um, mitigate some sort of uh, feeling that I'm having in my body? By trying to mitigate some sort of feeling I'm having in my brain, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why you could sit down and have the intention of using it that evening. Yes, I totally, I totally, I totally agree with that. Now, have you guys seen this sort of spiritual take towards marijuana? I see on TikTok a lot. Oh yeah, I yeah. see a lot of people. They say almost like you, it comes into your life, and this is you know for people who not you know recreational necessarily. It comes into your life when you need it, and then a lot of people get to a point where they they don't need it anymore like they it helped them work through whatever they're working through or whatever and they just kind of lose the drive they lose you know what i mean they don't want to do it anymore so it kind of for a lot of people it has a natural progression of kind of like using it when you need it and then when you no longer need it for whatever reason it is whether it's spiritual or physical or mental yeah. you just don't you don't use it anymore you know what i mean yeah. like it just kind of fades away. And I think that's a really interesting kind of take on it. Um, yeah. Once again, um, probably for that two year stint that I went on in my, uh, you know, mid twenties, I was probably kind of in that position where I was waking up every day in a pretty decent mood. Um, you know, at the time I did not hate the job that I was in. Um, and, you know, things were going good. And there were some days where it was just like, I don't need that. I don't, you know, but there are days where I was like, but I want that, <laughs> you know. That's a really good example of that, though, where you had it for a point where you were probably using it to get through some stuff. Yeah. You know, just talking definitely. about the, the amount you were using. Mm-hmm. And you had this kind of coming of age moment. And then you were able to separate yourself from it, work on your problems. And now you're back. And it's strictly recreational, casual. No, it's not like a crutch or anything for you. Right. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my medical card. I use it medicinally here in the great state of Ohio. But, uh, you know, the, you know, I think every patient 
whether they're getting it for um, pain or if they're terminally, terminally ill or at PTSD, whatever it may be, um, I think to a certain degree, uh, it would be kind of naive to think that uh, none of them buy it for the fact that it has a recreational purpose oh, in their course. life. I, I think um, that's, I think they're kind of separate though. Like, I think like you need it in a bigger grand scheme kind of way. So, yeah. and also you need it on your day to day anxiety is like a different need. You know what yeah, I mean? Matt. It's interesting for me because I feel like with weed, every single day is different for me. When you think about prescription drugs, right? You wake up in the morning, you take your first dose. A couple hours later, you take your next dose. A couple hours later, you take your next dose. It's a very, it's a very scheduled succession of events. When I smoke weed, there's some days I don't smoke until 9 p.m. There's some days I'll smoke at 9 a.m. There's a day I'll smoke at 12:30 p.m. It's not like I wake up and like the first thing I think about is weed. It's never, it's never been that. Maybe when I was younger. But I've never felt like that. Like I can, my whole day can take place. And I'm like, all right, it's 9 p.m. I'm about to blaze. Or it could be at three. Like every single day is different. Like I don't wake up needing that prescription to get me to the next hour. You know what I mean? Like it's never, it's, that's, 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 yeah, that's just me. No, I'd actually I agree. That's, that's a really good way of putting it, Matt. Um, because I'm in a lot of the same ways uh, on, you know, uh, doing the same thing. I, except mine, really even comes down to there are weeks where i don't smoke yeah like, yeah yeah that exactly and, exactly you know, not to put it in one day's perspective but yeah. it could be days or weeks or months or years like yeah. and then one day you might smoke it again and like you know what i mean like yeah totally. there's no set schedule no, can we all I, yeah go no, no, you, you okay no, you're fine <laughs> okay uh I, it's a slight change of gear can we all confirm that like like did this happen for you where you were introduced and it was kind of cool. And then there was like a, a period of like where you were in it. Like you kind of start slow. And then I feel like everyone hits it hard. Like everyone really like, yeah, does, I don't know the run you're smoking mm-hmm. out every day. You smoke it all the time, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And then I you was... kind of peak, you peak right there. And then yeah. you kind of find your recreational, whatever daily you want to call kind of use. Yeah. That was my, me. That was my 21 to like 23 to even 24 year old phase where I I started smoking. Like I tried it when I was 17. I got green sick my first time. Unfortunately, I did not try it again until I was 21 because I throwing up when something makes me throw up, it makes me really adverse to it. And I think that, you know, that's pretty normal experience that same. Yeah. You know, which is unfortunate because I spent the next several years uh, until I was 21 uh, just afraid to try it again because I thought it was going to make me sick. But I digress in saying that uh, my wife is the one who actually reintroduced me in a very uh, meaningful, you know, safe um, surrounding. Uh, we set ourselves up for success that night. You know, we had a house to ourselves. We were able to... Um, you know, order some Papa John's pizza. Mm, uh, we delicious. had fun. We had funny movies on deck. That's uh, a vibe. So yeah, we just we we set like you know we set our intentions. We're like, so she's we are a bad gonna, influence. Yes, she is. <laughs> she's uh, she's like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna have munchies. You know, we're gonna have good food in front of us. We're gonna have funny movies on. We're setting our intentions. We are going to, you know, just 
you know, smoke this to, to experience it and to enjoy it and to just have a good time and vibe. Um, so that was like my reintroduction into it. And then from there, like the sky was the limit. I wanted it all the time. I wanted that sounds to know so everything pleasant. about it. I wanted to, I wanted to know everything about it. I wanted to try every strain I could get my hands on. I was willing to spend any amount of money it took to try something new or do something cool with it. Uh, I bought that stupid magic butter machine uh, when magic it was like butter. when it was like brand new, uh, which is a complete and total waste of your product. Uh, never buy a magic butter machine. Just get a crock pot, folks. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> so in that regard but yeah i definitely hit it hard in my early 20s after having that much much better uh second round first experience i love the ingenuity people have when you say that you would spend any amount of money to try something new i've seen some ridiculous shit uh my favorite one was a human-sized gravity bong in a hot tub mm-hmm. so they just they turned one of the water jugs into it and you know like the, <laughs> the big water cooler jugs yeah. And you go under the water, come up inside it, and then they draw it up as you come up, and you're just <laughs> <laughs> just trapped in there. <laughs> I it's... saw another one where they rigged up a fucking snorkel mask, so it would just intake, outtake, and the same kind of thing. Someone was just laying underwater in a hot tub with smoke feeding in and smoke feeding out. It's pretty crazy. There's yeah. such a, a difference between... So, like, for me, uh, just speaking off you know off record of course uh i tried it subject to peer pressure my very first time and my close friends decided that you know what i'm never gonna do that and now they smoke pretty much every day so uh i I was way way i was like dare anti anti weed in high school i remember being 18 and being pissed off at a girlfriend i had I was like, you smoke weed i can't fucking believe you would do that how fu- how funny how, so, where, look where we end up huh? <laughs> so that is so funny to me that 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 happened um but i always find myself doing it socially i do everything i do I feel socially when I'm by myself, I'm pretty just like content being alone. Like, I don't know why that is, but I am content just being alone. If I'm by myself, I can, I can pretty much just sit here and chill. It's because you block out all your bad thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're so right. You don't deal with them, (laughs) but see, and then even in a setting like this, where I just see you guys, right. So I'm seeing your three lovely faces right now and I will socially engage in whatever. So like uh, vaping or smoking cigars or, you know, having a drink, a drink of alcohol or, you know, whatever the situation is, uh, i.e. smoking weed. So everything I do is, is in a social manner and it's just like, you know, people who say, oh, I only smoke socially. Okay, well, I do everything in my life socially. Otherwise, just, when I'm by myself, I'm just yeah, chill. You're just, you're just socially motivated is really what it comes down to. I think, I think that's what it is. I haven't found anything that's – I don't want to say it's not worth my 
personal indulgence. I mean, something as simple as just playing video games. I do that socially. Yeah. I spend all this money on a gaming computer, on Xbox, on these games, and I only play them with other people. Right. I why that is I I don't know I I honestly wish I could. What do you do when you're alone? Do you just stop <laughs> existing? Do you literally just like sit like a robot charging somewhere? Is that? <laughs> I I wish I knew because like like now that I said that I can't tell you. It sounds like you sit alone and dissociate on your, <laughs> in your free time. <laughs> I could, but see. I'm a I'm a workaholic, so that I really think that that play that picks up a. I mean, I literally will just sit in here and work until ten o'clock at night. Some nights, I don't know. I don't know why. I just. I don't know know if I should love that for you, but if you're happy, I'm happy. You're just built different. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just I wish I could. I wish I could identify and correct these actions. I want to enjoy the things that I enjoy with my friends by myself too, but it's just not as, it's not as fun. It's not as enjoyable well, for well, me. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. It's a different experience because you're with yourself and you're with different people. So it's a different, it's a different social aspect. You can't, you, it's impossible to enjoy the same things you do with a group of people than you do with yourself because you're alone versus, I mean, simply put with a, with a group of people. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, my wife was really, really big into last year. Uh, what do they call it? Languages of love or love language or whatever yeah. it is. I, like identifying your love language. And every single test that she made me take over and over and over again was always quality time. So like my love language is quality time. And I feel like that holds very true in, this, in the retro sense of spending time with people around me. I love this getting to this point tonight was tough for me. I was like, oh, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do this right now, but once it starts, I'm, I'm always there for it. So, yeah. and I feel like that's also another reason why I give into peer pressure so quickly. It's because I'm socially motivated to go outside my comfort zone. Not to get too personal with you, but I think, I think you like, as like, you have a lot of internal walls put up. So that's why it's hard to, to look in and figure out why why you enjoy what you do and why you don't enjoy what you don't enjoy and all that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I just want to know how, how do I be normal? Am I just going to like sit here forever and like do nothing when I'm by myself? <laughs> uh, do the uncomfortable stuff and no, kind of no, work through pass. your, work through <laughs> your shit. That's, <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> uh, that's a hard, maybe, that's a hard Maybe pass. take up weed and let it take you on that journey to find out, find that out, man. You have, you have receptors in your brain for cannabinoids. So. Matt, you're telling me to sit here and cry. That's what you're saying. No, right no, now. It's, it's not fun. It's not. It's uncomfortable to work through your your trauma and all that. But it's definitely it's freeing. You feel better on the other side of it. Well, there's like you, you talk about crying. There's times I'll smoke weed and I'll listen to a song and I'll cry, like because I'm feeling what the message is. I'm feeling the vibe. Yeah. So it's okay. It's okay to listen to what you're feeling and just try to understand it. That's the biggest thing. Like okay, so, now I see why. When you yeah. cry, you're literally draining the chemicals yeah. that make you sad out of your body. Like your tears carry those sad chemicals out of your body to make room that for chemical, more dopamine and serotonin. That that chemical's called salt, by the way. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's you what know, makes my body feel sad. <laughs> I have noticed so Drink water. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, Tyler yeah. can attest to this. I was pretty much a hard ass growing up. Nothing really made me, you know, sad or I, I pretty much dealt with everything. But once I graduated high school, I started noticing that I will get teary eyed in like wholesome situations or like I will start crying when certain music comes up or I watch a a wholesome video or anything like that. I used to never do that. Soldiers coming home as a surprise and dogs seeing their owners for the first time in a long time. Waterworks, tears right away. (laughs) You know what gets me every time anything with kids? Ever since I became a dad, bro, anything with kids, man. TikTok makes me sad all the time with that shit. Oh, dude, I can't do it sometimes when people are, like, posting about children they've lost and shit. I lose. I can't do it. I just leave. I think the older you get, you start to get outside of that individual bubble to where you're thinking about what's good and what's bad for me. And you start to see the world around you and other people's thoughts and feelings, especially if you have kids. Because you have kids. that's That's your seed. You know what I'm saying? So part of getting older and expanding and growing is realizing that we're all in this fucking rat race at the same time, like experiencing everything at the same time. We all think, feel, and see things differently than each other person. So, I mean, the world is different to every, everybody, man. It's, it's unique to every person. Definitely. I see. I talk about that a lot, how we, we view the world through our own anecdotal experiences. Mm-hmm. And I definitely agree that as you get older, you get kind of like a larger worldview. Like, I don't like a very personal, like, anecdotal level you ever look at your fucking facebook memories like i'll look at stuff from five years ago and i'll be like i cannot believe i used to like bro i used to think like that like not to like dive too much into it but like oh yeah socially i've changed so much in the last five years bro like it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy like how just a little bit of time can change how you perceive the world it's so funny you said that just uh, just yesterday, my wife and I were talking about how we don't really jump on social media much these days. But if you look at our memories five, 10 years ago, why the fuck was I posting these pictures, these pictures or these these statuses? It's like, wow, like things things do change. It's like you think differently. It's crazy, man. I've looked at old stuff that I've said and posted before, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you're man. a fucking idiot. <laughs> it makes the best Absolutely. cringe content. Absolutely. It really does. Looking at your old self, and that's literally been snapshot forever in some fucking server Mark somewhere. Room, bro. Yeah, and you know, you just look back on it, and you just like you you immediately want to initiate a Comedy Central roast on yourself. <laughs> look at this fucking guy and his dumb yeah. opinions, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking um, of. Um, all of that good shit, though. Um, you guys were uh, off recording. We're talking about VR for a little bit, oh, and uh, that you just like got introduced into that mat like not too long ago. Yeah, <laughs> the metaverse, take, bro. The take metaverse. us on your journey, Matt. Take us on your journey. I've been having a good time, man. It's uh, it's 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 it puts you in a different world, especially if you uh on the subject of marijuana i'll do a dab and jump on the vr and i just fucking like kind of transport to this different plane so um there's workout games i'll I'll be breaking out in sweat there's rhythm games like beat saber and there's there's fucking a virtual poker game i'm at a table in front of you you're picking up your cards 
it's without really uh trying it you gotta just try it out for yourself man but i've interacted with people in this metaverse about the metaverse and it's 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 we're like at the 56k of the internet you know what i'm saying like the very forefront of the the public internet so we're, we've entered out, it's just expanding definitely we've we just entered web 3.0 is yeah. what they're saying so yeah. it's like a whole new frontier out there now yeah 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 it's wild it's it's insane like i'll i'll have a good hand in poker and i'll reach my hand out and i'll 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 feel the vibration of another human being on my hand there'll be a vibration and the action that takes place like it's it's insane it is it is pretty insane as far as vr goes and i i've been introduced slightly to it and it it's a lot of fun i mean and you lose you lose track of time and it's a it's a whole different escape from reality you know people can get tunnel vision when it comes to like playing games i can sit here and you know if i'm actually enjoying what i'm doing and i'm having a good time i can play games for six eight ten hours straight and not even notice and but the vr i can lose time completely like i can literally just live in there uh, the only thing that really stops me is when the is when the battery dies. <laughs> yeah, you know. Have so. you guys seen the uh, haptic feedback vest they have, where you can put a vest on and then you'll? Yes, I've seen those. Yes, it looks wild. <laughs> so literally, all of this conversation draws my brain into literally one little movie, and that's called uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, no, if... I've I've talked about it on the. Yeah. There's a game called Horizon. Um, horizon um fuck what's the name of that shit zero dawn venues it's just called horizon venues so you're dropped into this room it's like a lobby and you can watch basketball games you can watch ufc fighting uh ufc matches music uh concerts and you'll drop into the fucking um the lobby and people just be talking about the metaverse and um it's 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 yeah it's it's here man it's fucking wild yeah no it's literally like um like our real world version of like a uh like kind of like i'm going to call it a walmart version of uh the oasis that they predict you know uh predict in uh the movie yeah yeah but ready player one my i'm sorry my point was going back to that because i forgot um ready player one was been brought up into that conversation like the the same comparison ready player one yes uh was the main topic of uh like speaking of that though we could down like the four of us could download an app if we all have their headsets on right now and jump into a room and just see each other's movements and, and just, it'd be like a, it's, that's how work's going to be here in the next five, 10, 15, 20 years, man. For sure. And I, and with that, with that being said, of course, I think it's going to be crazy to see how VR is actually going to grasp uh, the everyday, everyday person. Like right now we're using it, it's really common with gamers. There's no real practical oh, yeah. use to it right this second, but I feel that that's going to change a lot. And the reason I, being I is agree. with the pandemic, we realized that a lot of people can start doing their jobs from the comfort of their own space. Absolutely. Uh, but with that being said, there are some people who don't respond pro- uh, respond the same way to working professionally in a not professional space you know what i mean right. so that, that exactly that that office that office work so when it comes to vr something that is of course just grasping straws at this moment 
it would be awesome to see a inter office like uh, set or site set up where basically everybody just logs in you put your vr headset on and you can interact with people hold genuine actual conversations and yeah. just you know you'd be technically you'd be in the office space um you'd have other people around you so like for me you know i run an insurance agency so the only way that i can talk to my to my team so the people who will help me run my agency is by conversing with them via email or you know over over text or zoom calls like like we're on now this is this is okay but this doesn't get the same engagement that i feel that I give my VR reality, right? So like the virtual reality makes me actually engage into a completely, uh, the next level essentially. So I really do think that we might start seeing VR once we, once it gets to where it should be. Yeah. I think we'll, Absolutely. Uh, where I was going with that is NFTs are really big right now too. These are oh still, God. I know, I know you hate it, Nick, <laughs> but these are still new. However, NFTs have been around for a while. Uh, they're, they're new to mainstream, I would say. Yeah. And once they start getting up there, cryptocurrency, NFTs, uh, and VR are all going to tie themselves into one big fucking fuck Metaverse. sum. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the word. But just a big old fuck ton of jumbled bullshit. And we are going to start seeing a lot of things change as far as the uh, consumer portion of pretty much everything, I believe. I think so, too. It'll definitely be interesting to watch how it develops over the next uh, five years. It'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. It'll be something to keep our eyes on. I think you're going to see an uptick in people buying VR headsets and using them for these practical reasons that you're already discussing. Because that's what... That's what Mark Zuckerberg wants right now with this metaverse. He wants people to stay at home. He wants them to wear VR. He wants them to use his gear, his equipment, his software. He wants them to go into virtual offices. He wants them to be able to interact with their coworkers in a virtual space from the comfort of their home. That's, that is where the future wants us to go right now. For sure. That's probably what's going to end up happening happening inevitably. For sure. And, with that, there are so many uh, accessories that come with VR that allow you to still be active. So yeah, a lot of sure. people, a lot of people are like, "Oh, we're just gonna sit at home, get fat, lazy, and our, our health is gonna deteriorate." Because working from home for me, I have noticed that you know if if it is available, I'm gonna eat it right. So snacks are snacks are the best thing for me so i have to lock myself in my office um and what's helped me with that with working from home recently is actually having a complete separate space i can't be around anything because it it doesn't it doesn't inspire me to do my to do my job and it's really tough because if i don't do my job i don't i don't make money that i mean that's really where, where it comes down to i don't make an hour hourly rate i have to do my job to get to get paid so yeah that's where i was going with the you know in the office 
uh, it allows you to be a little more productive, I, I would say. Yeah, and for sure. I think that it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna definitely be, be interesting to see. Um, so Matt, uh, as I was talking to you yesterday, um, usually we, uh, on the show as part of our little kind of wrap up process, we usually do, uh, am I the asshole segment or we'll even do a trivia. So, um, I think we probably would have time for one of those tonight. Is there one that sounds more appealing to you that you would want to partake with us? I'm a newbie man, so I I don't I I want to pass off to somebody. Do you guys want my trivia tonight, and then you can decide if you want to roll with it or do the am I the asshole instead? What's your trivia? It's been a while. I feel like since I've had trivia. So Josh and Nick normally do uh, like questions and answers. I do more scenarios, and you guys have to I hate make me laugh. Trivia for Cards that. Against Humanity rules, but this one actually works out really well. It's going to sound like I just thought of it. But I didn't. So the fact that we talked about VR at the end there works really well. So I, you have three things you're going to give me, and then I'm going to grade you. Uh, you're given the opportunity to have a plot of land in the metaverse for free, right? For complete free. So I need you to know, what are you going to put there? What are your three big rules about it? You know, like, and I don't know, you're, you're, you're like 10 commandments, if you will, but only three of them for your square of the metaverse and how do you monetize it do you charge people for their time to be there or do you like like uh sell things in your in your plot of land entry fee yeah stuff like that um and of course i'll go first and give you my bullshit uh not graded answer so you guys can have a little bit of time to think about your answers and all that or i have two am i the assholes uh ready and ready to go I'm down. To, I'm down for both of you. I'm the guest here, so I, I kind of want to just jump into both. If y'all have the time, if you guys don't have the time, I'm fine. But it's up to you guys. Oh, but we the, always got the time. We're good. Okay. We've got the time. Man. No, there's no rush for me. I don't. I don't want to like make you guys think that I have to be up at like in two minutes uh, or whatever. So let's just know. do both. Let's do. Let's right, do both. Uh, yeah. All, all right. right. Well, Tyler, run the "Am I the Asshole" first. That'll give us all time to kind of contemplate what you just proposed yeah so okay i want to preface this by saying i did not read these because uh, i found these while we were recording so organic that, like it's it. organic uh the first one's pretty short it says am i the asshole for refusing to babysit our daughter <laughs> i 29 male brought bought my wife 25 female two tickets to visit her grandma in italy next week the other ticket was for our daughter four female since i assumed she'd be taking her she said she wants a break from kids on her vacation I told her that, that was unfortunate since there's no way our, that our daughter can go, cannot go if she goes because I have to work and don't want to take time off to babysit our daughter for an entire week. I suggested we have someone else watch her, but we don't know anyone that lives close by who'd be willing to watch her. I love my daughter, but I don't want to take a week off to babysit her. Um, additional information, I bought the tickets for her birthday. My wife's a stay-at-home mom. Well, I have, I, I'm just going to go first because I immediately <laughs> have an answer here. Um, I know you do. So uh, I cannot stand it when parents refer to um, taking care of their children, um, as watching. AKA, uh, AKA parenting them as babysitting. Um, yeah, that, that just kind of strikes a nerve with me. 
No, you're just uh, you're parenting, homie. That's what yeah, <laughs> you're so raising your kids. You're not babysitting, bro. You're taking care of your children. Um, so in that regard, yeah, he is an asshole for the, uh, just yeah. that alone. Uh, secondly, if your wife is a stay-at-home mom, um, you should be willing and uh, quite able to figure out uh, a way to take that time off for her. Second, reason, I have a hot take for that one. So. Uh, I think, yeah. especially I, us. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. That's just where I'm at. Is I'm getting all asshole vibes from from him personally. It was nice of him to get the plane tickets, but the ultimatum is kind of fucked up. So. I was I, with you, bro. Uh, I, I I gotta agree. I feel like uh, I have a bit of a weird spot for the whole stay at home mom thing. It's like a lot of guys, uh, especially younger guys, think that like I work. I get time off when I go home. I, I'm off work. I want to relax. And I get that. But I think we don't think about the other side of it where, like, she's working all day. She's watching the kid all day. Like, it's just unfortunate that, like, your break is all – like, she needs a break, too. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate that both your guys' days end at the same time, you know. But, like, just like you need to decompress from being at work, she needs to decompress from parenting all day. You know what I mean? It's not – Easy. Anybody who's spent any amount of time alone with a toddler knows it's not like it's not, it's not like just hanging out and let me put on this TV and here you go. I'm going to do whatever I want. Right. Yeah. Um, to extrapolate on that, I'm with you. I'm with you guys both. Um, I'm 100 percent in agreement. But you even on top of that, though, besides our own personal wants and needs, you have to think about these toddlers, too. Like these are their lives as well these are these are their memories forming um these are these are their lives playing out in front of them just like our lives are playing out these kids lives are too so i'm just like damn you know with with two very young kids a three-year-old and a nine-month-old and a 15-year-old and a 14-year-old it's just like damn we get frustrated sometimes but you have to also think that they don't know how to control it as we do so um I don't know. You got to take all parties into consideration. Definitely. People like to not think that kids are people. Like oh, I, my that's, God. that sounds yes. bad, but we don't Bro. treat children as people. We treat mm. them as like almost like a pet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. That's what I've learned even here recently. Who's a I'll good get, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously, man. Like I'll get, I, my wife and I just talked about this shit, bro. Like when, when the kids chill, the kids calm down, you want to sit back and relax and take some me time, but there's always something to do. There's always something to clean up, to fix, to prepare or something in order. And when, ah, it's, it's, ah, oh my God, that's a whole nother subject. We won't really get into that. I say that that's hard. (laughs) So like, I mean, just one more thing. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, My daughter's two, and it fucking blows my mind the things she can comprehend and understand. Yeah. It is like I was under the impression that you'd be basically brain dead until you were like five. And it's like you literally speak. We have a conversation. (laughs) What is going on? How do you know these things? (laughs) Absolutely. It's amazing. That is so funny. Um, So I just want to point out, you know, the number one issue here when you plan a trip for your stay-at-home wife you typically plan that trip for you and the family like 
so you're going to Italy. You paid for the trip for your wife to go see her grandmother in Italy. That's not typically a trip that you don't include yourself on. No, that sounds like more of a vacation for him sending his wife. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to point that out because when, so I would never, I would never go into a position where I would pay for my wife to go somewhere else without me with our kids. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because like, it's a little sus, right? Right. It's like, he's basically, he's trying to get her out of the house for a week. And take the kid. And it's take like, the yeah, kid. You know, why don't you two fuck off to your grandma's in Italy? <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay home and bang some hooker and get drunk every night. Exactly. So that was that was the first red flag for me. 100 percent the asshole. Second red flag is as you guys all said, it, it's your job. Like it, I don't want to say it's your job. It's not your job. It is your duty to be a parent. You mm. created this child. You, you have to take care of it. So the kids count on you, whether you do it or not, is up to you. Some do, some don't. I do. My friends do. You know what I'm saying? But as you, it's your duty, people think that having a kid is like, oh, um, damn. I'm thinking how to put this. Slave labor. Um, yeah, yeah, it's slave labor. But you, you, my parents you were slave them. labor. Yeah, I mean. All you can do is guide them. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, however you choose to guide them is your choice, but that's all you can do as a parent. If you're in their lives, even if you're not in their lives, it doesn't matter. But if you're in their lives, all you can do is guide them one way or the other. And, you know, agreed. they'll either take the advice or, or, or they won't. Consensus is he's an asshole. Yes. The yes. asshole. Yeah. The yeah, actual yeah. asshole. 100%. <laughs> yeah. The 100% asshole. Fuck this guy. We all hate this guy. Yeah. Fuck you, John. Okay, so the next one here, am I the asshole for taking away my daughter's Thanksgiving present because she refused to eat what my wife cooked? Hello, I'm a 40-year-old father of two kids, son 14, daughter 16. I recently got married to my wife, Molly, who's a great cook. She's been cooking for me and the kids for the past few months. However, my daughter doesn't like all the meals Holly cooks. Uh, Molly, not Holly. <clears throat> Sometimes she cooks her own dinners. Molly, as a result, would get hurt thinking her food wasn't good enough. She continued, she confined in me about how much it bothers her to see her see my daughter decline her food and cook by herself i've talked with my daughter to address this issue and she said she appreciates my cooking but naturally she cannot be expected to eat everything she cooks i asked her to be more considerate and to try to take a few bites here and there whenever molly cooks to avoid conflicts and she's very sensitive my daughter just nodded and i thought it was the end of it last night i got home from dinner meeting uh last night i got home from a dinner meeting with a few co-workers and found molly arguing with my daughter I asked what's going on and Molly told me my daughter said no to dinner. She cooked and then went into the kitchen to prepare her own dinner as if Molly's food was less than. I asked my daughter to come out of the kitchen and please sit at the table and eat at least some of the food her stepmom cooked. But she refused saying she's old enough not to eat the food she doesn't like and pretend to like it. Just like uh, I wanted her to, to appease her stepmom. I told her she was acting rude and she had to turn off the oven and told her no cooking for her tonight. And asked her to go to her room to think about this encounter, then come back to talk. When she started arguing, that is when I punished her by taking away her Thanksgiving gift that her mom left me. We both paid for it. She she started crying and saying it was too much and that she didn't understand why she was being punished. Again, I asked her to go to her room and cool off, but she called my in-laws, her aunt, her uncle and aunt, who 
picked a huge argument with me over the phone saying my daughter's old enough to cook her own meals and my wife should get over herself and stop picking on my daughter. But Molly explained she just wants to make sure my daughter eats well and that she cares. Otherwise, it wouldn't hurt so bad. My in-laws told me to back out of the punishment, but in my opinion, this is more than an issue about dinner and I refuse to let them intervene and hung up. My daughter's been completely silent and refuses to come downstairs. To clarify, the gift, which is an iPhone, was supposed to be my for my daughter's birthday two months ago, but due to circumstances, we couldn't celebrate nor have time to get her a gift. So my mom, her mom, would have would have it on Thanksgiving. Um, well, there's a lot to unpack here. I feel like uh, <laughs> I got to go ahead and say that I think this dude's the asshole. I think it's kind of sus that he's not specifying what like what she's cooking and how often the daughter is eating or not eating because it very well like let let's let's say the the mom the stepmom makes a lot of chicken and rice and the daughter doesn't like chicken and rice you know what i mean so like the kid's 16 she's not bitching and complaining that i don't like this why do you make food i don't like she's just like i'll just cook my own food after you guys cook your food i literally don't see any problem there i think the stepmom is just you know, looking for an argument or being overly sensitive or, I, you know, something. And then at, at the end, like, I, I think uh, my parents use gifts a lot as like a blackmail bargaining tool. So I think that is just fucking stupid. Like, is it, how are you going to call it a Thanksgiving gift? It was for a birthday. And like, how are you going to just like, like the kid is just like, she just wants to eat something else and she's going to cook it herself. So what's what's the punishment for? You know what I mean? So when thinking of the situation, <laughs> it reminds me a lot of some people I know who are terrible uh, cooks, but their spouses will go to bat and say those exact words. She's a great cook. Okay. That's that's one red flag. She's a terrible cook. That's what it is. Okay, just to start off, just because she's sensitive, you have to say she's a good cook. And that's just one right there, red flag. You're lying, so that makes you automatically an asshole. Second, the only thing that I could see about the daughter making her own food is the daughter make – like, she's he's not ex- specifying what she's making, but if it's not – like the only thing that I could see a problem with is if she's making something that's not going to be nutritionally sustainable. Right. You know what I mean? She's always eating mac and cheese and hot dogs. Exactly. Something like that. Now I feel like he would specify because that would make his argument more valid. Exactly. So I think that, you know, the daughter is doing is just making whatever's available for my children, my future children that I, that I will have, I apologize ahead of time. I have the same meals pretty much every week. Taco Tuesday is a, is a staple in my house. I have spaghetti probably once every two weeks or Alfredo once. So either spaghetti or Alfredo once a week. Okay. Pizza once a week. This, this is how I live my life. There's very, very few changes. I am not a man of change. I don't like change. I like being in control. So my kids are, they're fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> Hopefully they like what I make because if not, 
<laughs> we're gonna have to make some real changes to oh, what man. I do. But oh man, living. Matt, <laughs> my parents. Like, Good. I just feel I feel like Matt has. I have a feeling Matt and I might have the same um, opinion on this, but I really want to hear this first. <laughs> Do you want to hear my opinion on this? Yeah, one? This one yeah. is my opinion is she should lay off drugs and that's it. Boom. Done. <laughs> I just feel like she's thinking way too hard about the situation. And I don't, I don't mean that literally about laying off drugs. I just feel like she's thinking way too hard about the situation and she should just enjoy life. Agreed. I know that. Like that's it's not, not a personal test. No, like it's it's completely off topic that response, and I realized that. But when I thought about the in depthness of the of the the question, I'm like, man, she is really overthinking this. Like she's really thinking about everything she could think of, like every out, every avenue, and like and trying to be prepared for it. And sometimes you just gotta let shit play out. So I I, I the story was so long i kind of i lost a couple I, I lost like little bits and pieces of it so like i would have to be like reminded of who did what basically but uh, uh a quick tldr is stepmom dad daughter stepmom yeah. dad says she's a good cook the daughter doesn't eat her food the daughter prefers like the daughter doesn't like what she's cooking or something so the daughter decides to make her own food and the stepmom is deeply offended by that basically is stepmom a wife uh, i think she's wife yeah okay because he also said that she's been cooking for a few months now. So they must have got married real quick. So you know she's a psycho, just saying. <laughs> I, overly I, sensitive psych over overly sensitive yeah. psycho. I mean the TLDR did clear some things up. Like if if she um again you said that the daughter made her own food because she didn't like what the what the stepmom cooked. That that is kind of a, I mean I'd be like, what? What are you doing? Sit your ass down. You know what I'm saying? That's not your job. Like, you, you receive food. You don't prepare it. You stipulate what it is. Again, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's I think it's about the style of parenting that you'll have. Me yeah. growing up, I was locked out of the kitchen. We were not allowed to touch anything except what was given to us. But then... For people like my friends, they were allowed to pretty much go into the kitchen and get whatever the fuck they wanted. Right. So my parents were very strict. Granted, again, I had four, three other siblings, so four of us total. It's expensive to feed a, a house that size. So I don't let know. Me, let me paint a picture for you of how this would have went down in 1997. <laughs> You'd got your ass beat. Um, my ass would have been sat down at the table <laughs> i would have had whatever the fuck was prepared put in front of me right yeah right and i'd right. say you're either fucking eating this you little bitch or you're not fucking eating because Bro, because that's dinner that's dinner the, yeah because whatever's in the fucking cupboard costs me fucking money not you whether you're 16 and you're doing it and you're not bitching about it whatever you're gonna sit the fuck down and eat what i prepared I don't care if it's the stepmom. I don't care if I'm your real mom. Fuck And I'm just telling you guys how 1997 would have went down. All well, right? here's the thing. See, my parents paired to me that way. It was, you're going to eat what's made or you're not going to eat. And then, But once we got to the point where we could cook, they were like, if you don't want to eat what's made, you could cook yourself something, but I'm not cooking you something else because you don't like this. 
right. how many times I ate fucking soup beans? I hate beans. I hate beans so much. Yeah, <laughs> but I had soup beans I actually so many hate, times. I hate green beans. They actually make me <laughs> gag. All right, every time I was a kid, I tried green green bean, and I would be like, Egh! and they're like, "Green bean, dramatic, and fucking eat it." Right, um, you get in trouble for it, bro. But uh, you know, with with that out of the way, though, I think the entire situation is completely asinine, and by today's standards, it's a stupid argument. Nick, how are you going to raise your kids? How am I going to raise my kid? I mean, I, I, I kind of employ what I just told you guys. I mean, my Sit son's your ass only, down and my, eat it. My son's only two years old. All right. Well, I know his his diet is very um, <laughs> Gerber it, baby it, food. I get it. Okay. No, it's not I'm even that. I, like he, he, he eats real food down the road. I, you know, I put food in front of him every night, and if he chooses not to eat it, he doesn't eat, bro. That's like funny. if he if he comes back to me. Okay. If he comes back to me 20 minutes later and says, uh, hungry, I give him back the food that he denied <laughs> eating the first time. Because that's the fucking food I have for him. Because it's there and it's available, right? Yeah. Like, why, you'll, why deny? You'll either yeah. eat this now or you'll eat it for breakfast or you'll eat yeah. it for lunch or and you'll bro, eat it tomorrow for dinner. <laughs> leftovers are essential, bro. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. Nine times out of ten, though, if he doesn't eat it in round one, he'll come back when he's like desperate you know he's like okay i'm actually fucking hungry i guess i'll eat it i'm ready now okay here you go dude this is what (laughs) i made you for dinner you can eat it now like that just is how it is and that's how it's gonna be going forward you know we have to plan our dollars very very carefully these days inflation and all these other terrible things are going on causing you know groceries to cost you know more than you you make a fucking hour you know, I paid seventeen dollars for chicken today. That's fucking absurd. Bro. Yeah, shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. You're talking about, about a roast the other day for twenty five dollars, but a roast, a roast, a exactly. fucking roast, bro. Twenty five dollars. It was like that a three pound roast, bro. No, that should be like twelve to fourteen bucks. Twenty five dollars. Oh my mm-hmm. god. At that so- point, just steal it. Just take <laughs> legit, it, bro. <laughs> legit, legit. Just walk out with it. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> like. Yeah. When I go to the grocery store and I look at the at the at the meat section, I don't expect to drop hundreds of dollars when I pick up Bro. one selection of of, of of meat. What's your social security number, sir? We're gonna need a line of credit before you can have this meat. Yeah. The grocery like, stores have surpassed like private butchers at this point. Like oh, JJ, yeah. JJ does a lot of meat. And for like when I first started working with him, he was like a dollar above the store. But of course it's good meat, so it's worth it. And now he's literally like, I think it's 50 cents less per pound for hamburger now to buy his meat that he, you know, grows and everything. Well, how fucking wild is that? I paid $4.97 today for one pound of hamburger. That it's is like, fucking I think it's insane. Like, I think it's over $5 here. Yeah. That is fucking insane. It just, I, I don't get it. I fucking, well, and I hate everything. It's the right end now. of the world, man. You know, and to, to, to the, the end, end of, of the shit. world as we know it. Yeah. yeah, as we, need we a soundboard as, technician, as we knew it. Yes, we do. They could, <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> they could have thrown in a little. They could have thrown in some apocalyptic <laughs> sounds right there. But to that end, with things even being expensive, there's also like even um, at Aldi now. I'm noticing like they're just out of stock on shit. Like 
canned chicken gone can't buy it <laughs> uh you know crunchy peanut butter gone can't buy it um the you know there's just a lot of little things that you're used to getting um you can't get cream of mushroom you can't get cream of chicken from aldi you can't get pasta sauce you can't get egg noodles i mean we're talking about really basic fucking shit here yeah and it's just gone and no one knows when it's coming back it's the apocalypse yeah, literally. World War Three is about to start, don't you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, Who's our the enemy? War, the internet. Oh, you know who the enemy is. The internet, I, actually, right. I, think the, I think the enemy should be all grocery chains. <laughs> grocery chains. Uh, Here's my <laughs> prediction. Uh, Russia evades Ukraine. China takes Taiwan at the same time. The world ends. Easy. Easy. Oh, man. Easy math. Easy math. Too easy. I think it's yeah. time for trivia. Trivia. I'll go first. Actually, I'll go Let first. Let me. After you. Do you want me to reiterate your questions yep. again? Okay. Okay. So you were given a space in the uh, the metaverse, sponsored by the company Meta, sponsored by Mark Zuckerberg, sponsored by the reptilians. Um, <laughs> so first, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to What are you going to make? Uh, what are some of your rules? If rules don't apply, you can give me your name because I figured maybe you know. Um, and then the last thing is, how are you going to monetize it? So me, I am going to. Uh, do um, a train museum. That's what I'm going to do. A train museum, <laughs> right? That has all the kinds of trains. Okay. And it's called MetaTrain, right? Yeah. I'm going to partner with everybody else in the metaverse, make a rail system. Not that you need one because you can just teleport. But if you so choose, you can ride a, you can ride a train from, from uh, Google Land to uh, Appleville. You know what I'm talking about? Right. And uh, I'm going to monetize it twofold. You pay to get in and you pay for the train ride. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go no rules, but I'm going to give the name, which is uh, the, the uh, whatever I said, Metaverse Train Bill or something like that. Meta Train. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. My turn. <laughs> uh, so I will be creating Daddy Space. Um, you can't space. just pick a strip club for every, every trivia. You never <laughs> You're heard. fucking wrong. Uh, I will be selling um, uh, sexual encounters through VR. Okay. Um, prostitution legal in the metaverse? Everything's Probably. legal in the metaverse. It's the new you're Wild not, West. You're not, re- you're not receiving any physical. Well, maybe. Well, Ooh, tell that man. to someone who owns NFTs. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to make Daddy Space. You'll have a cover charge, so initial charge when you get in, and plus, of course, uh, price of services. Uh, we will have performers who Wait, will. Do you have to have one of those uh, electric jacker offer machines? I was just about to say <laughs> or, that. Or is that optional? So that is optional. However, if you would like VIP service, it is required for you to hook up your electric ma- masturbator. Oh my uh, god! For the services, which will be charged at fifty nine ninety nine per per uh, song, just like in the real life. Okay. It's a little um, steep. I feel like per song. It's jacking you off. You're, okay, okay. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully you can finish in, in the song. Otherwise, you're gonna be paying Daddy Blosser a lot of money. Um and yeah, so better pregame in the parking lot. <laughs> Get yourself really close, okay? Uh yeah, there's gonna be a bunch of do. 
you can hang out and talk with your friends, enjoy some beers. Uh, we'll have stage shows just like normal, but you do have a cover charge, which is a hundred dollars a person. Uh, you of course will pay services and then anything that you, uh, purchase inside of uh, daddy's space will be nft which basically means that you'll pay for imaginary beers just like everybody else does now so um and i do get a cut of that so poppy will be making a lot of money and we will even put that stop right on meta train okay well i like the partnership partnership <laughs> sign me up sign me up uh first 59.99 for all friends are of course uh free but you have to pay for your jacker offer electronic 3000 <laughs> electronic 3000 got it that's pretty rad all right uh i guess i'll go um you know this is reminding me a lot of the restaurant episode just saying uh but now um, it's, it's they're now all pretty it's, similar now, now it's virtual um what can i so, say sex sells sex sells it does you're not wrong. Um, I would probably want to do something uh, a little more laid back, uh, maybe like a Zen center, you know, just a place where people can meet up, uh, you know, swap a tail, you know, just have fun, just talk, maybe play like real board, like play real board games, but in like virtual <laughs> reality. Uh, I feel like that'd be cool. Like if you wanted to play like if you want to play like Speed Monopoly or something, you could have like a virtual Monopoly board in there, or you could do like virtual Twister. I feel like that'd be interesting with VR. Can I flip like, the virtual Monopoly board? Is that a feature? You have. To. Uh, yeah, we can program it, man. You just it, Monopoly you just, destroys families. You have to have that feature. <laughs> it does destroy. Too. Virtual Uno would actually burn the whole oh system God. down, dude. We have had some wild Uno games in my lifetime. My God, the things people say to you that you normally like. I'm know, people. Yeah, like they're like your loved ones, and the animosity that they create when you're playing Uno with them is just extraordinary. Um. So yeah, I feel like it would be a chill zone. Um. You know, I would. Personally, I would personally uh, not put like an entry fee on it. I'd put like a membership fee on it, like, and I would do like you know something really modest. I don't, I you know, the more followers, the merrier because it's a very social interaction area. So I would say like, you know, we'll go with two ninety nine a month to start out, <laughs> and you know that'll get a lot of people hooked and lined and. You know, if you and then get you it, bump it up to fifteen ninety nine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you know, those people, you know, once the server starts getting a little crowded, it's like, okay, guys, we're gonna have to raise the price because you're taking up too much fucking space on this motherfucker. So your subscription fee is ten dollars now. So I see I wouldn't do fifteen, bro. Like not enough people make 15 an hour. I would not pay 15 a month to hang out somewhere virtually. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's the best I got for my well, you idea. You have to remember, Nick, poor people can't get on the metaverse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true. So I won't see you there. Exactly. That's awesome. Matt, what do you got for us, Matt? What's what's the what's the main idea question? Let me get her. Let me get a. You uh, you're giving a space in the metaverse. Uh, what do you do with it, and how do you monetize it? 
Okay, metaverse. Yeah, um, that's a good question, man. Um, that shit is being sold bigly, bigly right now, for lack of a better, better term. Um, haven't quite thought about it, but it's ripe for the fixing, man. Uh, I think just interactiveness and the uh, sharing, interacting with other people is, is really big. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's a, it's a whole new realm. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit more. <laughs> it's tough one, man. There's, there's so many. That's why I think that's why these guys don't like my trivia so much is because it's, it's too many. It's too yeah, many like, you got yeah. to go with it. <laughs> yeah, I have, to, I, I have to think about that that's one a little good. bit. <laughs> JJ likes it, so. <laughs> Thanks, I like the answers. Pro- I love the answers provided, though. Like I'm like I'm with those though for sure. Yeah, no, they're just mine was complete BS. That's well, all. See, and it's I, funny I, that I go, you say I go that. strip club every single time. So I gotta go yeah. with Nick's center. I think Nick's gonna win this one. You're a fucking. I'm. I'm sorry. No, no. Here. You always yeah, choose Nick. You no, always listen. choose Nick. Listen to my. He thought chose process. you last time. No, he didn't. Listen, yeah, I listen, did. Boys, boys. Yeah, Joshua, yeah. if I'm going to spend the $70 on an automatic jerker off, I'm just going to go to Pornhub and find a free video. I can just plug that bitch into my laptop, and then it's a one flat rate of the jerker off machine. Once the metaverse comes, Pornhub will not be a thing. Pornhub will be NFTs, bro. I bet they have their own. I, bet <laughs> I don't, know, Porn, their I don't know. Pornhub right now has the fucking, the, the fucking 3D shit, bro. Like you, you jump into a room and you're in a VR setting. Like you're looking. That's at what it. I'm you, talking about. You, you get can brought buy upon these, these jerker I'm, offers and I'm hook talking... it up to the video, so it, it works with the video <laughs> and your VR headset. There are already... boom, you're done. Boys, yeah. we I don't am need talking women. performers. Okay, we're talking real life women. Josh, you're just mad. You're just mad that the, I hate you're this just mad. game. You're just mad. is so bad at being a judge. He Old men so in their bad. basement pretending to be right. real life women. All right, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, just since since someone's in a hurry, let, let's do a speed run of like a normal trivia game. Just ask us like, let's just do the smarter than a fifth grader or something. That one was a big one. Yeah. Let's run through it. Let's do like three. First, first to three correct wins. I'm with that. I'm with that shit. Oh yeah. He's got to prepare. He's he's unprepared. Oh, it's easy, dude. I wouldn't quick. say I'm unprepared. <laughs> I, this is just dropped on me right now. I just had to look up the website. You know, I w- I'm gonna just tell you this. I will not complain every time that you pick Nick, because I feel that your friendship is drifting away from me, <laughs> and you're choosing Nick. Jerry. Up. Jerry, we're about we're gonna have to get Jerry Springer involved. I'm sorry, I'm straight, man. You, you guys, did you guys use this site called scarymommy.com? Yes, <laughs> okay, okay. I just making sure we're on <laughs> maybe entitled to a settlement. That's <laughs> where all the single mothers collaborated and made a uh, website where you could find trivia questions. Okay, oh, next time I get trivia, so... I'm gonna do a better job. Guys, I'm gonna give you more constraints, so your your thinking is not. You have to think in a, in a line. Hey man, some of us here are altered right now, right? You can't be asking us complex questions. <laughs> so do I just pick? Okay, so everybody gets a first, second. Okay, 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 yeah. Okay. You're gonna you're to go just, first. You're just gonna run through us, and whoever gets three answers right first is gonna win this thing. And you can skip around grades and subjects on there and do whatever, man. Okay. Um, how, who's going first? 
Well, Matt's our guest, so I say he goes first. Matt, you're going to go first. You're going to get the first question on the list. Ready. <laughs> the first day of the 20th century was what? The first day of the 20th century was uh, January 1st, 1999. No, it was 1901. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, we'll go, we'll go backwards on my screen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> these questions are whack. Hell yeah, it was close. <laughs> Only 100 years, man. It's fine. You were thinking 21st, buddy. It's okay. Yeah, ask me that two dabs ago. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Two dabs, two dabs ago. I got you. My bad. Amazing what two dabs does to the mind. <laughs> Alrighty, Nick. Uh, <laughs> which one of these words is an adjective? I hate you now. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. What is it? You want to run it? Okay. Cotton, she, jump, or red? She. It's red. Red. Yeah, probably. She is probably like a noun. Damn it. All right. Well, Josh, your turn. Should, should we leave the questions open? Or, well, hold on. Let's do Josh. But should we after that? Should we leave them open or just do right or wrong for each can each person? How do you normally do it? Uh, one Wait. time we did steals, and one time we did no steals. So we can go either way. Well, go ahead and do Josh, but since me and Nick both went, and then we'll you know go from there. Whatever it's whatever you guys normally do. My bad. Oh, you're good, bro. Josh, you're about to be asked a fifth grade question. I can feel it. He's looking so hard for it. Well, a lot of these are like math questions, and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. Like, this is not your question, Josh. But it's like, how many minutes are in a half hour? Or what's twenty five times three? <laughs> Those are easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 times 3 is 75. That's 30 minutes and a half hour. Tyler was struggling with them, so he's like, I can't ask this. <laughs> Josh, Josh, what language is the most widely spoken in South America? Well, that's funny. <laughs> I know the answer, too. Oh, Mike was muted. Uh, English. Just kidding. Spanish. Spanish. Matt, do I have a point? Winner. You do have a point. Are we? Do you guys want to do the steals now? We'll leave it open. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, the first person to answer after I ask it, like after you get your turn, whoever answers first gets it. So if Matt misses this, I would I'd have a chance to answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt, the Statue of Liberty was a gift from where? Of France. Was it Paris? Correct. France. So we got one, one, and zero. Nick, who invented the light bulb? Edison. Oh, we're tied at one. Moving on to second grade. We're doing uh, social studies right now, just so we're all on the same page. It's really easy. Josh, fireworks were invented in what country during the 7th century? Mm, China. Correct. Whoa. Nice. I didn't know that. China, yeah. Nice. 
First country to have gunpowder too. Okay. Okay. Crazy. They also made they also made firearms first, which was you know the, right. yeah, that the fireworks. <laughs> gunpowder. <laughs> Matt, what are Christopher Columbus's three ships? More the names of them. Santa Maria. Oh man, what are the other two? Uh, another Santa Maria. Forget the other two. Okay. It was the the. Oh, okay. Now go ahead, Nick. I almost ruined it. The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. I do yeah. you in the bottom. I'm a drinking sangria. I, I got one out of three. I'm not yeah. mad about it. You're right, doing man. great, man. You're doing great. <laughs> so does that does that put Nick at three, or does that put him at two? I, I'm at two. Two, so we're all tied to two again. Okay. Uh, so Nick, you get to go again for the win. Let me give you a fifth grade soul studies question. Hell yeah! Let's bring it. I'm not gonna complain, but I'm gonna complain. <laughs> this this one's this one's pretty hard. I probably I, I probably don't know it. What was the most widely grown crop in the middle colonies? Oh. See, I want to guess tobacco, but it's probably not tobacco. Is that your guess? Yeah, tobacco. I'm saying it's wrong. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. So, Josh, you have a chance. Uh, Grains like wheats. That's correct. It's wheat. Nice, nice. Good, good guess, man. Holy shit! Are you the winner? I'm the fucking winner. Josh, you're smarter than a fifth grader, bro. Good job. Man. Are you smarter than a fifth, fifth grader? <laughs> um, so, so I, I'm no longer my, mad. I my bad. Appreciate it. I just see. I didn't realize at first that these are separated by like category class. So the first two rounds were all uh, what are they? Math questions. That's why. That's why that's, they were all math questions. That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, cool. So I won again. Eat my butt, all of you. <laughs> wait, wait, who has the wins? Is it you or does Nick have them? Me. What do you have? Do you know? Uh, I have... This will be my fourth one. Well, but we have... This is episode 10? Yep. I've never won one. Exactly. So if you only have four, that means Nick has six. I'm not. I've not won any either, guys. Clear up any confusion. <laughs> and uh, on that note, everyone, <laughs> our basic math skills were dropped a long time ago. This is why we don't so, do the math questions. I, I got. I got three. Like no one three. told me. This is why the uh, the cash register tells you what change to give the customer. You know, I don't. I thought I had four wins. Okay, so here, I guess we gotta go listen to them all. Here's some, here's some food for thought. Tyler and I didn't do a game on our last episode. <coughs> You're oh, so true. smart. So Josh and I are actually uh, at a. If Josh believes he has four, that would leave me with five and you zero. So there's that. <laughs> that's you always the, that's... choose Nick. That's what it has to be. No. <laughs> well, okay. Your right. four answers have been a strip club. 
We got no matter what well. question I'm asking. I asked you what kind of restaurant you wanted to make, and you said Daddy's Club, Daddy's Issues, the same strip club that's in the metaverse. Hey, that has been my dream since I was a effing teenager. So Oh, I know. I saw the binder you made. Well He's going PG on me with the effing. Yeah. Freaking 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 man freaking flanders um flanders i guess that's it it's been fun guys that's thank it. you for coming on matt we're happy oh, to absolutely get your thank rock you so pleasure much. to speak to uh, so we had a bit fun. of a rough start but it was a pretty good episode <laughs> um i'm gonna do the plugs uh you know check out our tiktok uh tj and podcast facebook page tj and podcast our twitter which is going to be TJ and Pod. That should be up by the time this episode's up. Um, I guess that's it, man. Leave us some emails, tjnpodcast at gmo.com. We would love to get some, some stories or something from you guys to read on the show. Uh, JJ's a bitch. And again, thank you, Matt. Thanks everybody for thank you. listening. Thank you so yes. much, Matt. It was great having you on. Uh, it was awesome to meet you guys. Yeah, it was great meeting you as well, man. So, Matt, thank you again, man. I'm glad we were able to get this done and collaborate. Um, oh yeah, and uh, hopefully we can do it again in the future, man. Oh, well, you, I'm down. you you uh, you fit right in with the crowd, so yeah, bro. It went I'm well, down. dude. Anytime, um, anytime. Just let me know. I'm down, fellas. All right, man. Well, sure. that is a wrap, and uh, everyone have a good night. Bye bye. <laughs>